Sometimes the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good evening and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the ultimate, awesome, amazing 69th episode of Your Heroes of Noise. I'm one half of this powerful duo. Hey kids, what's happening? Your buddy Dan Ramirez on the microphone, here to entertain you with his buddy Steve. We are the Heroes of Noise. Welcome to episode 69. What's happening, everybody? You look good today. <laughs> Hi, gang. Who's <laughs> ready for a good time? <laughs> I didn't expect that because you were just like, it was like a pause. You're like, and I'm your buddy, Steve. And you're just like, pause. Hi, kids. I'm like, <laughs> anyway, how's life? Like, okay. You want me to start over or what? No, it was perfect. <laughs> I just was like, that's not a normal Dan. Normally you come in hot, but you're like, hi, kids. Welcome. Anyway. Yeah. So, uh, what's going on? I hope it's the middle of the week. Hope you guys had a good is, week. No, it's the end of the week. Oh, yeah, it will be by the time these guys hear this. That's true. So, happy Friday. Yeah, happy. Th- I think Thursday's the end. Oh, no, technically. Yeah, you're right, because it's seven days. Right. Well, it's still on the other side of seven days. On the I, ass end of the week. That's true. It's like at the, uh, the, the uh, small of the back, the tramp stamp area of the week. Hey, what do you, what's your view on men getting tramp stamps? <laughs> I knew a guy that had one of those. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Listen. <laughs> 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 look kids you just don't do it no no please tell me you have one no i mean no uh-uh. offense to you guys if you already have them but i'm sure if you do and they're like not new you realize what you've done right so i'm not gonna kick well, sand in your face first of all here's the thing this is the equivalent of somebody with a mansion saying, don't get a big house because your tattoo has happens to be have done, have, have been done by a legendary artist. Not everybody gets that. I don't know about legendary. Gee, he's good. Junk, it, it's the most, it's so legit that I was in shock when you, I was like, Hey, you got, you got ink and you showed me, I was like, Oh wow. That's impressive. He's good. He's a good egg. And the I don't know about legendary. Ones, if you get a tramp stamp and it's okay, yeah, that's even worse. But if it's like, oh, here's a question. What about the um the, the people in the Asian community that get that full-on back tattooed? Technically, that's a tramp stamp because it does go into that area. At what point does it spread out enough that it's no longer a tramp stamp? Can I pause your question real quick? Yeah. I mean, like, should we call it a tramp stamp? Hmm. Like, if one gets the stamp, are they then a tramp? That's a good question. Well, then again, then we shouldn't really call people in jail a prisoner because they're not in prison. Then again, what if the tramps are, what if a person that would be labeled a tramp is proud of trampness? What if they're proud of it? They're like, yeah, yeah, call me that. What if you just knew a tramp that was in the collecting stamps and then all of her stamps would be tramp stamps? You know, I'm on this true. string of bad jokes over the last. That's week. not bad. I Dan. think I'm gonna stop. What was the What was the last one you did on? Uh, oh, that still yeah. hurts. That one still on stings. The, on the Cena podcast, of which yeah. we were a guest. Yeah, we had a big week last week. 
Yes, you know, not we. Let's just calm down. You. No, it's us, man. You. You and me. You. Ebony and Ivory. You know what I'm saying? Really, that was really good, actually. Um, <laughs> so, what was the joke again? Um, we were talking about John Wick, and you said something about we were talking about how much he gets beat up, and you had mentioned that he gets stabbed. Well, spoilers, he gets stabbed. I'll just say that. Uh-huh. And I said, "Get ready, folks. This is how it went." I said, "Would you say, Steve, that he takes a licking and keeps on wicking?" And it went. That's not true. I laughed. I laughed. I was like. Pinocchio! <laughs> there was nobody. Gee, I laughed. I laughed. No, you didn't. You went. You did this one. And you guys, you've listened long enough. You know this one. He goes, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> and then he nobody said it again. Nobody else laughed. Oh, damn. No. And it was funny, too, because I go, obviously, I didn't want them to do this. But I jokingly go, so, you guys edit, right? <laughs> and Steve goes, no, I just wanted to stay in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know the thing. I is, stand I, by my joke. It was that good. was a good joke, and we had a blast on the scene at part. That yes. was so much fun. Like we did, I, and I have a, I have a thing for him. I know what I'm going to call him, the host. He's already got a thing, you know. What's his thing? Spoiler, Steve. Oh no 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 no! Which was weird because, by the way, I didn't realize this at the time, but a couple weeks ago, you were saying something and you spoiled something, and I called you spoiler, Steve. Now, I knew his name was out there. I think it just got into my subconscious. So I called you him. And then they asked us to come on. No, I'm going to call him Segway Steve. Segway Steve? He does do good segways. Oh, man. No, his segways are classic. This is going to be a term of endearment from you is what you're saying. Oh, for sure. Because if people want to learn how to Segway, watch him do it. Because I, like Dan and I were on different things. Like we were like, talking about stuff and even the whole group will be talking about stuff and he'd be like speaking of that that leads us to our i'm like oh my god it does lead us to whatever he was leading to kind of he has a brilliant thing he does too by the way i like this this is very courteous of him you go all right so steve i want to get you back into the conversation and he gets you back into the conversation really Steve. he never says that to me though truthfully he'll say it to pretty much anyone else he said it too because like i think i put myself too much into the conversation no that's not true Bruh. What are you saying? Bruh. Are you are you gonna yeah. are you gonna sever our ties with a scenic cast? Never. I will go <laughs> I'm just in. Kidding. I just instigating hot. shit, making it I uncomfortable. Come in hot. But uh, I just uh, it was it was funny because Dan will just be chill for a while, and so I was like, oh, Dan's trying to do that thing where he uh he's so engaged in the conversation that he chills, and I'm like, no, nah, bruh, no, nah, bruh. You try to do the cova. I like that guy, man. He's interesting. <laughs> Kova, Kova something else. I like that guy. It was, it was Steve, Kova, and Kenny, I believe, that we were talking to. Kenny had to dip out a little bit early, but... Dan was gone, crazily enough. So there's a Steve and Dan. They were covered. If they needed a Steve and a Dan, they were covered that day. Oh, for sure. And it was a... Uh, I know I'm going to kind of ruin what you're going to talk about later, but I talked about the cast with a friend at work. And I said, turns out Parenthood is a depressing movie. And he's about 50, and he looked up, he's like, yeah. Like I was, <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, it is kind of, isn't it? I was like, oh. I don't think it's it. depressing. Gail said the same thing. I, don't, I really don't think it's depressing. It's just real. It's depressing. Well, de- reality is kind of depressing. You live it though. Like you live it. We'll talk about it later, but you do live it. Like 
the things that you think as a child, I'm not going to do that thing. You have children and in order for them to eat, you have to do that thing. Isn't that weird? Well, I mean, I don't know specifically what you're talking about, but I mean, I get the gist of it. Playing the politics of a job that you might, you know, that you appreciate. But it's like in order, there is no, um, especially at an older age, there is no, like I said on the podcast, there is no, I'm having a child 90% of the time. You can't just enjoy the process of having the child. The fact that you're bringing a human being into the world. It, you have to now say, okay, I got to stay here for a little bit longer. I got to work a little bit longer. I got to, everything else comes with it. I'm like, that's just depressing. Well, I think some people do find out that they're not like new toys. <laughs> you can't just turn them off. No, Your life will change. Yes. It's all about sacrifice and, you know, yeah. Okay. Maybe it's a little bit depressing. Exactly. <laughs> what about in a, per, in a crazy world? Like this world's not crazy. I'm talking about alternate reality world. Mm-hmm. If Gail was like, I'm pregnant again. What's your first reaction in an alternate universe? So in this universe, I could dip out, right? No, I'm just kidding. It'd be the same thing. I'd be like, that's great. (laughs) Would you cry? Honestly, would you kind of cry a little bit at work? (laughs) I would be that thing where you, you you walk up to your front door, you put your, (laughs) you put your hand on the doorknob and you go, (sighs) and then you open the door (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you don't think you could do it all over again um yeah of you course could. I, could. I don't want to we've talked about this before we have like when I'm she when like, she eventually hears this she's gonna be like yeah totally because no, we talked about it. yeah for sure i know that you guys for sure have had the conversation but i'm just it's just funny that uh i would think like i see you honestly as a person that would actually like be like you know what i kind of like having another kid i see you once they hit two three four Around there, you're gonna be like, I kind of like it. It's kind of nice. Um, I'm not ready for a grandchild, but I think that I could pretty much just get that with a grandchild. In other words, I'm I'm willing to wait for a grandchild. That's totally true. That's yeah. totally true. And I'm it, cool in the game. A grandchild's like within the next 15 years, probably. Yeah, I'll probably have a grandchild within a decade. A decade or 15 years. Let's say 15. Yeah, I'm saying I'm thinking 15 only because your your son is he seems like he's focused on on doing him for a while. Um so, because he's only doing him, <laughs> there's no chance oh, of a grandchild. Dude, dude. <laughs> Sorry, boy, if you're listening. Oh my god. This oh is the, this is the best part when your son doesn't listen to your show. You can talk shit. Dude, listen. This is the last thing we're gonna talk about. And then we're going to go into the contact because we have emails and stuff. But I did want to get your, um, is it okay if you tell the listeners about your, uh, your bonding time with your son this week? Uh, yeah, but real quick though, before I forget, I just want to say thanks to everybody over at PCL, uh, Brian, and of course, Rebecca Daly. I got to record with them last week and it was, a f- dude, I had so much fun. We talked, I looked at the, I didn't even realize this is how long it was. And the show is not this long, but by the time everything was said and done, we had sp- <laughs> we've been on the phone or on Skype rather for seven and a half hours. Is that crazy? That's that wild, is, right? That's past crazy, bro. I've never like talked to people for so long until I got into podcasting. And it's just like a normal thing to go this long. It's crazy. But anyway, I had a fucking blast. And if you guys are, if there's anybody new here, by the way, that's that listened to PCL and came on over, welcome to the show. Welcome. Let's do a good one for him today, Steve. We won't do a shit show today. Oh, man, that was my plan. I know. Like I actually wrote into the notes, let's do a shit show, but we can't do it. We got new people listening. And also, you're a superstar, Jay. Did you know that? Just stop it. 
Dan is the superstar, ladies and gentlemen. And it's good to be sharing the same podcast with such a superhuman superstar of the podcast community. Give yourself props because the difference between you and I is that I just won't, that I, it's like you do these things. You're like, give us a time, give us a date. Here's what I do. Hey, should I have you on? I'm like, totally. And then dip. You'll be like, when? Let's do it. That is endearing to people. You are an endearing person. You're the same way, right? No, I'm not wrong. So are you basically saying to anyone out there listening, like, don't ask me to come on? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying that you'd probably be better off asking Dan. No, stop it. For sure. You know what? You're being very unfriendly right now. How am I? You don't want to be on other podcasts? Didn't say I didn't. I'm talking about you. You got issues, man. I mean, we're going to talk about these things. And I think it'll all kind of come into play. And I'll try to like bring it back around when we talk about it. But you got oh, issues, please. my friend. Oh, no. I got a subscription to 15 free issues. Multiple issues, man. Seriously. <laughs> yes. Got more issues than For Time sure. Magazine. Hey, real quick, before we start the other stuff, though, man, I just want to say one more thing. Oh, yeah, so yeah. I was also uh, invited to go on to Tales from the Yard, another podcast hosted by Scott and David. And I was unable to make that one last week, guys. So I don't like to be a flake. Steve will tell you this. I do not like to be a flake. So anytime you want to have me back on, just let me know. That was a fluky thing. Shouldn't happen again. We should be good to go. All right? Good. Great. Now, Steve. I cannot believe you missed a podcast. Did you get shot? (laughs) I don't like to give excuses anymore. There's a couple of things I'm trying to change my game up a little bit, dude. I don't want to apologize anymore unless it's absolutely necessary. And I'm not going to talk about my ailments. Well, I mean, I like the apology situation. Yeah, no apologies. Unless, of course, it's totally worth apologizing. You know know what my goal is this this year? Not being weirdo? That's one. That's (laughs) so weird. That's like verbatim. Um, The second one is stop worrying about stuff. What do you worry about? Outside of the Babadook. Oh, dude, that is... Which, by the way... Seems to keep coming back, right? <laughs> like it just keeps like people bring that one up a lot. When they talk about the show, Baba Duck always seems to come up. Well, the thing is, here's a here's a funny thing. Uh some people don't like it, but regardless, it made an impact. Like whether you really like the app or you didn't, it definitely stuck in people's crawl. Yeah, it got responses. Sure. So I think that we hit the mark. We definitely hit the I mean, I think it was, and that's one of those things where it came up so naturally that and remember, we didn't keep it going. Every week, did we keep it going or did people email in, Dan? No, it was definitely email inspired. <laughs> because we tried to keep on being like, okay, we're done with that. And it <laughs> had to come from Dan to be like, this is the last time we are ever addressing Listen, goddammit. Tired of this. <laughs> Talking about oral cancer and HPV. It's a thing, by the way. It is a thing. But um, I, I think uh, I'm going to stop worrying about stuff. Because there's that great quote that said, 99% of things that you worry about either already happen or aren't going to. Either way, you can't do anything about it. Either way. Yeah, you so, just got to strap in, man. Yes, and I got to stop worrying about the future so much. I have to just live life and stop worrying about, well, what if this and what if that? Nope. Steve, you realize you could be worrying about something. Let's just throw in like a date out there. Like you're worried about something next month on the 13th, right? Mm-hmm. And we might not make it till tomorrow. We could walk outside right now and like a plane could fall on us. It's true. It totally could happen. Totally could happen, dude. Like literally that scenario. (laughs) It's granted pretty rare, but it could happen. Yeah, I could be on, 
I could be at the gym and have a, a some sort of heart issue I never knew about. Right. People drop dead all the time. And I need to just be like, look, man. What and and I need to go through the what ifs or and then what's because I always, in counseling back in the day they're like do the and, and then what but like what have if you done the what ifs and, and have you pondered exactly. the then what and then what be like this is gonna happen and then what and then this is gonna happen, and then what and then I'd have to do this and then what you're like oh and I'd be fine be like yeah that's normally how it is. that's normally how it ends once you get through all the stuff you're tripping on who cares I'm like yeah I need to start focusing on that so I'm glad that you're gonna stop apologizing for everything. And I'm going to stop worrying about stuff. And if things go bad in certain situations, okay, move forward and keep going. Life goes on and life, our life is good, dude. Your and my life are when we really chill with each other, you have a beautiful house, gorgeous wife, wonderful children, dope job. I go over your house. I look out onto the driveway, see when I'm rolling like a pimp. And I'm like, you know what? I have a good life. <laughs> You've got all that shit except for the kids. I know you got a kid. You just don't have a wife. Good. So you're good. I don't have a wife. And yeah. that's going to, and, and, oh, another thing. <laughs> that just sounded really bad. First of all, let me just correct that real quick. I'm like, you don't have a wife. So you're great. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. I'm that's just saying, cold. no, 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 no. Let me explain it real quick. Yeah. Yes, I'm backpedaling. But <laughs> totally backpedaling. I got to give me a little backpedal sound effect. Um, no, I just mean like you, you're able to just sort of do, you can just do you, you can live your life the way you want to live without any type of sacrifice for the most part. I mean, cause you know, relationships are all about sacrifice and finding common ground and, you know, keeping things even. And in this case, it's just all you, Kukachu. You got it. You're good to go. And, that, and, but I did come. Okay. And we're, then we're going to move on. I did come to a realization. Okay. Hit me with it. Wouldn't mind being married again. Oh, we need to talk after this. See, <laughs> <laughs> folks, I, I can't. I can't. That was a quick, quick response. Yeah, I'm, I'm privy to, to confidential information. <laughs> and uh, that's all I'm going to say. But you and I, Hudson, are having a conversation yeah. after recording. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is, uh, hypothetically, there was a uh, per, uh, thing I was talking about and uh you're like one of the only people that I'd want to if I ever did get married your opinion of the person makes all the world of difference like if y'all took me in the back and be like no game changer and you're like one of two people that can do that be like nuts no. a lot of power I mean because you know me the best and even if I'm just like no I dig it you'd be like I know you and that is going to be very quickly on your nerves no, I'm good with it. Like, no, you're not. And then one day you'll do the I told you so. Here's the thing. Um, thank you, by the way. I really do appreciate that. I take that as a total compliment to our friendship. But here's the thing. I don't think that I know you as well as you know me. <laughs> no, seriously. Because you're always like, oh, and here's this that I did. You always got something to like, you know, oh, and plus this. <laughs> it's just always something. You're a man of mystery, man. But you know, the thing is, but the, uh, you may not know like stuff like that, but if somewhere, if we did a, 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 a game show and they're just like, Steve doesn't like one of these things, you'd be like, boom. Me, I would know your history and past, but when they get into the ins and outs, I'd be like, oh, that's a good question. You would be like, I've hung around this guy long enough to know that he doesn't like that thing. That That's not it. No. So you know that stuff. And I know like 
facts about Dan, but you would be able to be like, I know him well enough to know he will never do that thing. Nope, not a chance. Me, I don't know. I'd be like, Dan might. I don't know. He might do that. But you'd I be still like, think oh. that we're trying to figure each other out. Even after all this time, there's still shit about like you. There's things that you assume about me that you're completely wrong. on. Oh, for sure, dude. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh. And uh, but then again, it's the same way with you. But with you, it's like, I think I got a lock. And then it's just one more thing. Oh, by the way, I was in a uh, a Polish circus. You know, <laughs> it's just going to be yeah, some crazy totally. shit. And, and we traveled is, the countryside. I didn't realize you have a, um, uh, you could cut this out if you want. Like Dan could get mad. Didn't know that. What are you talking about? Why do you, you get, see? You really why, why do we got to do this? Why do you got to go? We're not going to do road? it now, but we're going to move forward. Hmm. You have a bit of a temper on you. Okay. Well, all right. Example. <laughs> I see. And if you think that I have a temper, (laughs) you should have seen me back in the day. I believe it. But it wasn't like scary temper. I was a hothead. And I think that I'm not anymore, which is why I find it funny that you say that. Oh, yeah. You you would get like. No, I just have a low tolerance for bullshit. It doesn't necessarily mean that I have a bad temper. I mean, you do have a low tolerance, but you also don't like like be like. It depends on what you consider BS. What I consider a normal thing, you might be like BS and your low tolerance thing hits the red and I'm just like, okay. Okay, buddy, bring it. What are you talking about? Give me an example. Oh, no, no, no. You can even like fictionalize it a little bit. Uh, Okay, there was a time. (laughs) There's a time where I was kind of teasing you and you got a little bit mad. You got a little bit mad. See, again, I think this is one of your assumptions. No, you, you... you kind of were, because I'd ask you, I asked you about it. You're like, well, I'm just trying to freaking do that. I'm like, okay, I'm going to leave Dan alone. Are you talking about this, the same thing that you say every freaking podcast where you were trying to talk to me at work? And, dude, stop. No, 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 no. This was, uh, this was not that. This is a different, it was in a car. And I was like teasing you and you got mad. You got oh, you're, n- okay, this is what he's talking about, guys. And no, I didn't. <laughs> No, I didn't, dude. We, Man, why would did. I get mad? We're on our way. Last This is last year. We're on our way to go to Hollywood Horror Nights, right? And Steve was like, he took his little bitch pills. And he's like, I can't drive anymore. I drove from Fresno to Bakersfield and I am tired. I need to rest my weary head. So I'm like, all right, baby girl, I got this. So I said, I'm going to get into the car. It's a rental. Never been in it before. And I said, you know, so I don't know about you, but you know how like when you get into a new car sometimes? See, I got an old ass busted bucket and my brakes... I know my brakes, but if you get into someone else's car, sometimes, you know, you got to figure out the, the acceleration. You got to figure out the braking power and whatnot, just how it feels. So I think I was, if I'm not mistaken, I was probably holding onto the wheel just a little more tightly than I normally do because I'm just trying to get my bearings with this. And Steve was like making fun of me. I don't even know why you were making fun of me. It was like, because you're always making fun of me. I think it was uh, the way I was holding the steering wheel or something like that, right? Or I was, I looked nervous or I can't remember you were, what you, you said. You were driving super slow. I was just getting my bearings. I didn't do this uh-huh. the entire way. Okay. You're so crazy. You you were you were you were driving su- No, it was like driving super slow though. And I This didn't is a complete know- exaggeration by the way. No, dude, dude. That's the thing. Like if you're going to call me out, I'm totally going to admit to it. I was not driving slow. Maybe slower for your tastes, but I wasn't like a fucking grandpa driving in the like right 55. lane doing 40 on a freeway or something. You were going like 57. 57? That's what it felt yeah. like. It was. You need 57 slaps, Hudson. It was 57 because it was right under 60. We were going up the grade, though. I was figuring the car out, bro. Uh-huh, and then it exactly. wasn't like that. And I got us there safe. You did. And quick. I mean, hey, if I would have walked. And I also would like I to point out that your son was complimenting my driving. 
he mm. doesn't know how, he didn't know how to drive. So yeah, but he's been driving around long enough with you to be like, oh, that's how you do. I dip, I mm-hmm. dip. No, <laughs> no, but anyway, I was teasing Dan, and he got quiet. So crazy. And I was like, I said, Dan, are you? I was joking. He's like, well, I'm just trying to figure this thing out, man. You know, you just, you know, you messed with me. I was like, wasn't. I promise you. You make shit up in your head. I think that's why you're so animated is because you got all these like um, (laughs) exaggerations of reality. I'm telling you, this is what happened. I said, Dan, I was just, uh, I was just joking. You're like, well, you know, I'm just trying to keep my bearings, you know, and you're just teasing me, you know? You're right, Steve. You're always right. (laughs) Oh my God. I, I admit it to the world. I should have videotaped it. So then you would have been like, okay, yeah, I did say that. Uh-huh. And then I immediately said, hey, get out that portable recorder. Let's do a podcast in the car with your kids. No, because that was, that's what angry people do. That was, okay, okay. You no. have to, I had to chill and cool you for you to cool down though. Dude, it was like within 10 miles. Stop I know, it. that's 10 minutes for you to cool down. That's a long cool down period. All right, Hudson, we're wasting time. We got a big show. <laughs> we can't deal with false accusations. watch out for Hey. Watch out for Dan, ladies. Yeah, and watch out for me because I'm a real scary guy. <laughs> you know what you are. You got the barrel chest. Anyway, how is the workouts going? By the way, oh, they're going. I'm sure nice. people are doing. I'm sure people are doing great with them. <laughs> what? Oh, 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 yeah. Dan. I'm sure everyone's having a great time with that. Me, not you, so much. I thought you said you were gonna go hit them. I'm gonna. Oh, cool, cool. Well, then yeah. there we go. We're good. I'm just really mad right now, so I don't I have to wait till I calm down. Oh, damn. <laughs> see, people? You see? Yeah, come on, dude. Stop it. All right. Hey, but seriously, on honestly, thank you. Everyone that he mentioned about going on the podcast, every single one of the PCL, seen it, uh, Tales from the Yard. Like, guys, people, it means the world. It means the world that you bring us or Dan on and actually give us um, you know, a shot to actually have a wonderful conversation with you. You guys are all fascinating. I don't know about Tales from the Yard, but Dan will tell me when he gets back how dope y'all are. No, oh, I'll tell you all right. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, see, I t- I t- y'all better watch out. No, because I'm mad today. Now, watch uh, I know, you know, I don't exactly know when he's going to go on the um, Tales from the Yard, but I know Nor do he'll, I. he'll give the report back on um, how it went, but we'd love seeing it. I haven't been on PCL yet. But when Dan gets on PCL, every time he comes back, we get some new people. So thank you. Yeah. And guys, like collectively, thank you guys so much. I'm speaking to the podcasters. Thank you so much for the love you've given this show. Like sincerely, it's it's kind of crazy. It's um, like it's kind of been elevated lately. And I know that's just how things go, how they're supposed to progress. But I got to tell you guys that it uh, it floors me sometimes, some of the shit that you guys say. So thank you very much, man. You guys are very complimentary to the show. Uh, you're appreciative of the things that we do and you speak very highly of Steve and myself. And I mean, honestly, it, I, I'm, I think everyone here knows I am not good with compliments. So usually it's going to sound like something like this. Oh, that means the world to me. I'll say something like that, but you really have to understand totally does. So it's been a good year, man. I'm really happy with the way that the show's going. Seriously, Dan, you kill, you kill on shows, bro. Like it's a gift you have. You really do. And I'll leave it at that. All right. All right, now contact information. Go ahead, Dan. It's all from the bottom of my heart, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just telling you the truth. Like, this is how I feel. This is real deal shit for me. So maybe you want to talk to us. Maybe you want to send a little something to us and be like, hey, that guy, Steve, he's very judgmental, right? Maybe you want to, uh, I don't know, say, hey, Dan, maybe you need another partner because this guy doesn't know you at all. And you try really hard to uh, get to know him. And he just doesn't want to give you everything. You know what I mean? So if you do, let me tell you how to do it. I'm just kidding. I love this guy. 
Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. You guys probably guessed already, but my name is Dan Ramirez. I think we have some new listeners, so we might as well give them the whole zazzle, Steve. If you guys want to get a hold of us, hit us up at heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com. Heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com is what I'm saying. On Twitter, hit us up at Heroes of Noise. You can reach me, Dan, at Dan Q Public. My buddy Steve, at SE underscore Hudson Music. And you can get the whole enchilada, ladies and gentlemen. I love Mexican food. Heroesofnoise.com. One-stop shopping, voicemail, subscriptions, different podcasts, multiple shows, the whole bit. It's a wonderful website. It's a great place to be, and I think you should hang out there regularly about three, four hours a day. With that, I'm going to turn it back over to my man, the one, the only, Steve Hudson, because we got shit to talk about. Let's do it. We got to do a live show, G. We really do. Even you know, I really wish that we had... It's weird, dude. I think geographically our listeners are like across the country. Most I of know, them. But it's really we, weird. If we get two people, even. If we like here's the one thing that will happen. If we do a live show at a certain place bi-weekly, people will just start coming by hearing about it. They'll just start coming. Be like, oh, there's a thing that happens that night. For sure. No question. Like if we contact the comic store and be like, hey, at this time, ever so often can we do a live show? People would just start coming. Guaranteed, dude. Because we're just talking about stuff they like. Hudson, sure. I think you got to run with this. Make some calls. Mm-hmm. Draw some lines. Sign some right. signatures. <laughs> Live shows, baby. You're right. I need to get. I need. We need to get an original song for those emails because then we could actually hum it sometimes, and it's our song. You're right. I like You're this totally song. Correct. It's a multi multi purpose song, actually. Is it? Yeah, we use it for uh, quizzes and we use it for email. We we sort of used it for quizzes first. This is all trivial bullshit. Yes, let's. You know what, Steve, get on, get off your ass and make a song. Speaking of which, we do have emails about oh, the Babadook. Go do for it. we ever? Babadook emails. No, well, is there? No, I don't think there's any Babadook emails. But there are emails, and let's see what we got here. So we've got a, quite a few. I'll try to get through these pretty quickly. Uh, the first one is a little bit old, but I did not read it. This one comes from the one, the only, the legendary Kevin Shanks. It says, hey guys, enjoyed the last episode as always. Just wanted to shoot you over this link regarding Bradley Cooper playing guitar and singing in The Star is Born. Uh, guys, if you're new, I was just saying that um, I think he did a really poor job of air guitar or you know, simulating guitar playing while filming. It says he did learn to play piano and guitar and he had singing lessons, but Willie Nelson's son, Lucas Nelson, is the guitar player you hear in the movie. Lucas also co-wrote most of the music in the movie. It is Cooper singing in the movie, though. But that's it. And it says, keep up the excellent podcast, my friends. Both of you are really good at what you do. Rock on, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Mr. Thanks, Shanks. Thanks, Kev. We got to yeah. get that for forensic pathologist over here. That's right. That dude is smart as a whip. Um, if you're so, ever poisoned and you need to find out what's happening, just call my buddy Kevin up. If you okay. still can, because you might be poisoned, you might not be able to. But if you can, he'll be there for you. You know what? You're right. Probably yeah, by the time you realize you're poisoned. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, so there's, a, <laughs> there's like a time window. <laughs> you, I'll, have to, I'll, you have to I'm meet that window like, of time. I'm going to send him a, crypt, a cryptic email and be like, if I wanted to just poke somebody and kill them, hypothetically, what am I using to do something? <laughs> like, what what sharp doing? object and poisonous <laughs> liquid can i use <laughs> <laughs> be like, what but yeah um 
I did. Uh, I need to watch that movie still. Number one. Number one. I do, and I'm watching it this weekend. Oddly enough, but um, yeah, I know why. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> somebody wants. Pretty to soon he's gonna be uh, like, I was watching Steel Magnolias. The other I've, night. Not a chance, Jay. Not a freaking chance, Jay. Not a chance. But we're gonna. Uh, uh, I want to see how good, how terrible, because it's it's odd that he would let such a bad air guitar playing on screen. It's not the worst I've seen, but he's definitely not playing his own thing. How, but you know, the I'm thing like, is, don't you try to fool me. Your daughter played, and I think yeah. that kind of gave you a cheat code. Well, yeah, and I played a little bit too. I can tell oh, when someone's playing the guitar. I thought you were a drummer. I am, but I mean, I can play a little bit of guitar. Oh, I gotta hear you play one day. No, you don't. It's like I mean, I just know some chords and shit. Is what I'm getting. At. That's what every guitar player knows. Yeah, you just know some chords. Yeah. So you're How you put them player. together that makes you a guitar player, right? You are a guitar player. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, I, okay. I knew he sung. I just knew that it wasn't a guitar playing thing. So we'll move along with this one. But thanks, Kevin. I just I forgot to read that one the other day, and I apologize because we've been doing the whole Duran Duran thing and all that. We've Which been was all over. Great. Um, what did okay? Is that song as good as people go like they're going crazy for it? Did you love that song that much? Whatever song that the main song. I don't know what song it is. Um, it was cool. Okay, so I'm not gonna really like it. No, it's a good song, but it's just not what I normally listen to. Now I gotta, now I gotta hear the song. I've never heard it yet. It's a nice song. People just go crazy, like, oh, that song. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to hear it. I guess it's a good song. It's good, good song. Not hey, you like this email, man? You're gonna like this okay, one. Okay, go for it. This one's coming from Adam. Hey, Dan and Steve, you guys are continuing to bring the heat week to week, so I figured it was time to send some words your way. I was a huge fan of part one of Duran Duran Deep Dive, and I would absolutely love if you guys did more of these music-specific specials. A point-counterpoint-style discussion comparing artists such as Cliff Burton versus Jaco Pistorius or Sam Cooke versus Stevie Wonder would be a concept I think you guys would crush. Really enjoyed your guys' breakdown. You want me to stop for a second? You got comments? No, that's a great idea. Yeah. We got things in the work. To say the least, we've got things in the works, okay? So just just hold tight, Adam, because I got some ideas. I know Steve's got some ideas. We plan on crushing. Guys, we want to take over the world is what we're saying. But one step at a time. Yeah. Poco a poco. Really enjoyed your guys' breakdown of Endgame, as I too am guilty of binge-watching some of these scene reaction videos. For the record, Dan, when I hear the phrase barrel chest, I picture the guy on the front of the brawny paper towels. Yes! Thank you! The chest of a man who could put up big weight on the bench, yes. but is too busy building really nice bookshelves to focus on. Thank you! Thank <laughs> you, Adam! I like that. And he says, you're going to really like this part. He says, I'm going to have to side with Steve on the cure. He says, they're okay, but Joy Division does it better, and I'd lump Robert Smith in the same smarmy category as Morrissey. Yeah, 100% agree. And by the way, for the record, I'm not saying The Cure is my favorite band. I just think that they have a contribution to the New Wave era, the, the kind of gothy New Wave stuff, where you, they, they should be noteworthy. They should be mentioned. They should be recognized. But they are not my favorite band, lest you think that, okay? And then it says, Heroes of Noise is an absolute staple for me, and I unabashedly plug it to anyone who will listen. I hope you guys continue to get as much enjoyment out of the show as I do listening to it and running like a lunatic. Cheers, Adam. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. And I love your post, Adam. You are the best. Um, so, Adam, I will say this. The hard thing about the Jocko versus Cliff Burton, the Jocko versus anyone, is Jocko wins. He's the best player to ever walk the face of the planet. It's not even fair. But I get what your point is, though. Now, the Stevie Sam Cook. I had that conversation with Maj recently. His favorite singer of all time is Charlie Wilson. 
And I'm always kind of being like, you think he sings better than this person? You think he sings better than this? And Maj is like, he is my favorite singer of all time. Anyone you say next to it <laughs> will be Charlie Wilson. That is definitely a conversation with Steve Hudson right there. <laughs> That's it. That is, that is talking to Steve about music. No, no, no. I hear you, Steve. But this is what I think. No, 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 no. No. You don't understand. Gee. Listen to me right now. Jocko Pistorius is the best bass player in the world. Oh yeah, but no, 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 G. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> that is so funny. Maj got like, like to the point he just had to stop. Be like, anyone you say versus who I think yeah. is going to be. And I'm just like, he sings better than this person in your opinion. And so I would love to do the verses one day where we just, we whittle it down to like, and things that we're not clear on, like uh, best I wouldn't call it. Are Foo Fighters alternative? Let's call them rock and roll. Rock and roll. Best rock and roll band. I don't know who I pick. I literally don't because I don't consider like necessarily Queen a rock and roll band. Then again, Boston's literally a rock and roll band because everybody's waiting, getting crazy, anticipating love and music. Play, play, play. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> Somebody read a lyric sheet. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to Boston entirely too much, dude. Um, I think that would be a really fun thing to do. We have, a, like Dan said, Adam, oh, you ain't ready. We've got ideas, Adam. Oh, dude, you are not. I've ready. already got two full shows in my head of what I want to do. Episodes, have, not shows. I have faith that you do. And if I had, if I didn't have any more faith, well, I just, never mind. Uh, you'd have faith no more. I understand <laughs> what you're saying. Yes. I was literally <laughs> going to stop it right there. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that. I won't do that. But Dan had to jump on the dad joke though. And then like the, the, uh, the next one that I want to do, um, well, I want to be very, I want it to be very, uh, cohesive. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got stories to tell you folks. That is interesting. Yeah. Uh-huh. Huh? So anyway, that's in the future. And by the way, speaking of which, they're the, the level of whoever you were talking about is my dream level of fame. That's my dream. That's like the perfect level. It is. You can per- still walk around. You can go grocery shopping. Totally. But you can make a living doing tower theater th- shows. Which is, this is a very like um, geographically based conversation we're having, right? Very specific. Yeah, a tower is a 1200 seater. Yeah, no. And they're, then they're definitely, is a They're definitely in the three to 5,000. Okay, so it's Soroyan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, to give people a... Never mind, you guys don't care about it. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is getting, um, we're in the weeds. But so you're, but you don't think they're doing uh, Save Mart? Not yet. Oh. Not yet. Not here. Oh. They're on okay. tour right now with Matt... Or they're getting ready to go on tour uh, with Mastodon. That's a pretty big tour for them. And they are playing in San Francisco at the Masonic Temple. And I, it's around three to 5,000, I think. So that's, yeah, that's kind of like their perfect audience right there. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that episode. I definitely look forward. Thank you, Adam. Okay, next up, this one's coming from Shannon. And here we go. It says, guys, I stand by what I said. Uh-oh, I think she's attacking you, Steve. I'm just saying right off the bat. Guys, I stand by what I said. You can't be a Wham fan without having heard the first album. All right. Now, Shannon, why you got to bring up old shit first of all? Why you got to fight with Steve? She actually says, fight me. Steve. Wait, 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 wait. I'm about to blow your mind right now. I don't think I've heard a song from Wham's first album. Have you heard a song? A song. 
Is that, are you bowing when you say that? What are you doing? <laughs> song to you too, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I know you know the reference. Ass song. I don't have a gun, let alone multiple guns to to facilitate a gun rack from Wayne's World. You and your fucking Wayne's World quotes. <laughs> no, I was like, Rebecca, I know you listen. I, I know Rebecca's listening. She's like, Dan, I don't like the movie. There, I said it. Oh, Dan. Eat shit, Wayne. Dan. And Garth. What? You can do it in Miliwake. Okay, well, then we'll say, hey, have you heard? Oh, let me ask you this. Do you know a song from Without Looking from Wham's nope. first album? Nope. Mm-mm. Not one? I don't, no. I bet you we do. I don't. I swear to you. Have you looked? No. <laughs> I can tell you. <laughs> I said not to look, though. I know what I like. Okay, keep on reading. I'm going to look. Steve, I swear on my kids. The blow monkeys are real. Jesus. <laughs> Easy. I, <swear laughs> on kids. I, be- I believe you, I mean, Shane. they're your kids, Shannon. Dude. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I'm going to read any more of this. I'm a little offended. No, I'm just kidding. There we go. It says Google them. Just messing with you, Shannon. Calm down. I hear you over there. You're shuffling in your seat. You're all mad right now. Best hat in the music video ever. Yes, I agree. That I do agree with. Um, You all need to have a disclaimer at the beginning of your podcast, letting people know that you will laugh out loud, so listen at work at your own risk. Look what she's saying to us, Steve. That's a compliment and a half right there. You know I'm just messing with you, Shannon. Dead to me. Cannot wait to watch this, but I have to go to my parents' house because I don't have Netflix. And before you say anything... I was about to, too. I also have never seen Titanic, Jurassic Park, or the new Star Wars movie. Time yes. out. Wow. Okay. Uh, it says, I do like the first three, though, the original. Okay, that's cool. That's, that's cool. That's cool. Um, I admire the fact that you both oh keep... Oh, my God. What's up? She didn't see Jurassic Park? Yeah, I mean... Okay, J- Sandy, you can't talk to me about Wham's first album. Right. That's what I was going to say. If you have not seen... Jurassic Park, which holds up to this day. Shannon. You got a Shannon. Shannon. He's going to say it again. And if he says it again, Shannon, you better look out. Like. Okay, Dan, let me ask you this. How do you avoid Jurassic? You have to actively do it. Yeah. I think she was like, I'm not going to see it. (laughs) Exactly. Because if it's on TV, you have to be like, no. They're like, Shannon, you want to go see Jurassic Park with us? She's like, not just no. Hell no. Gee, how good is that movie, Dan? Well, Steve, there's the problem. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. I like the first one. No, no, I like the first one. Okay, good, good, good. That's it, though. Yeah. That's I'm not a Jurassic Park guy. I like the ride, though, at Universal Studios. Oh, yeah, it's fun, especially when the lights are off during Halloween Horror Nights. Um, but what we cannot do is say that the first Jurassic Park was not, we literally saw, not literally, we saw dinosaurs walk. We're like, oh, that's a dinosaur. I can't. Shannon, go watch it. If you watch Jurassic Park, Shannon, I'll listen to Wham's first fantastic album. That sounds like a deal. With the Ram rap. Wham rap. How dare you? Wham rap? That's one of the songs. Oh, hell no. (laughs) You keep your fake ass Wham album. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be thumping everything she wants. You can listen to your fake ass Wham rap. But we'll make a deal. Dan said he'll listen to the whole album if you watch Jurassic Park. Cool. No, that's what you said. I'm, I'm not listening. Say we're going to do it. I got shit to do. You got work to do, JD? Yeah. I'm a busy okay. man. Life's safe. All right, go for it. Keep so she going. goes on, Steve. She says, I admire the fact that you both keep up with all the pop culture stuff going on because it's a damn lot of work. And I just wanted to let you all know that I've had an epic parenting failure. My son did not know who The Clash or Van Halen were. 
man, this is, I'm going to have to blast through this one because there's going to be a lot of pauses if I don't just keep going, Steve. Okay, okay, okay. I'm about to be real with y'all. Real, real with you. Should I listen to The Clash? Or you know me. Am I going to even like them? See, this is the weird thing about you. There's a certain level of music. Like, it has to hit your ear just right. If it doesn't hit your ear just right the first time, you just, that's it. No mas. Okay. Fair enough to say? Yeah, and so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like them like Duran Duran. Um, I'm trying to think of like an entry clash song to go into. Like you've heard Should I Stay or Should I Go, right? Yes. That's the clash. Have you heard Rock the Casbah? Yeah, oh, I like that song. Yeah, okay. So then listen to the clash. If you like those, they it's not all I mean, they sound a lot they're all over the place. Yeah, but if you I like, like those, then song. I think you can appreciate it. Or uh, Radio oh. Clash. This is Radio Clash. Have you heard that one? No. That's a dope ass song too. But there's tons of them out. But they were all they were. They're not a like for me. They're not a. um, Anyway, anyway. No, no. I'm I'm strictly sticking with like radio songs with the clash. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Not gonna go. I'm not diving deep deep in uh, Depeche or uh, uh, Duran Duran. You really went. You sent me some songs that I probably shouldn't have liked, and they were really good. Well, that's why I sent them to you, my friend. This is true. I wonder if you have the clash on the. New wave mix, you mean? Um, no, but I have it on the iPod. Okay. So I want to ask you as parents, are there certain pop culture things that you think you should pass on to your children, e.g. Star Wars, Marvel, etc.? I'm interested to know what people think that they should pass along to their children. Now, she goes into star or superstar here, okay? So she's bringing it back a couple weeks. It says star or superstar, Steve? Yes. She's got some for us. Oprah Winfrey, what do you say? Superstar. Yeah. Superstar. Uh, Diddy. Good one. You're gonna have to okay, okay. You're gonna have to fill in the blanks here, Dad. Do you say now Diddy or Diddy? She from- just says Diddy. Oh, she didn't Dad. say nine. She didn't say early two thousands Diddy. Here's the hard part. If Diddy went on a bad boy tour, he could do Save Mart. Oh, he'd crush. Oh, Dad, that is a funny freaking. That's a wow, Shannon. I'm going star. Even though you can feel Save Mart. He hasn't filled it yet. He could. He could. I could do a lot of things too. I haven't done them. Totally right. Star. Okay. That's what I thought you'd say, sir. I like the way I like the cut of your jib. As you say. <laughs> 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 All right, here we go. Uh Selena Gomez. Superstar. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Star. Yeah, yeah. Star. I was the yeah, star, because I'm thinking Ariana Grande. Well, it's so funny that you mentioned that because she actually says, Oh, wait, hold on. I don't even know. Oh, I see what she said. She said, uh, Selena Gomez, star. She said, she doesn't even know. So I'm, I'm saying star. Yes. Star. Ariana Grande, superstar. Superstar. Supernova, at least at the moment. Uh, Keanu Reeves, she says, what do you think she says? I think she's going to say superstar. She does say superstar. Good job. I'm going superstar. He, 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 off his face alone, he knocked out the Avengers. That's a superstar. Dude, the more I think about this movie, Dan, oh, what a good movie. Anyway, go on. She goes, uh, okay, Kim Kardashian. That's an interesting one, Dan, because she couldn't feel Save Mart Center. Nah. <laughs> you think she could feel Save Mart Center? If she said, we're going to do a Q&A. Where is a Kim Kardashian Q&A having to be held? I was going to do a booty joke, but I decided not to. Um, I- I'm just going to say she's a star. I'm going star. And she says, and I just vomited, but I guess it's a legit one. And then she goes, Jennifer Aniston. Star. Yeah, one-time superstar. 
Yes. And then Britney Spears. The star. Yeah, for sure. Uh, curious to see what you guys think. I tried to pick a variety. Last thing, BTS. What the fuck is the whistle in that song? I don't remember, but she says it's horrible. Just horrible. Steve, you said you get Bruno Mars. Does that mean that you don't like him, but you understand why he's famous? Because if you don't like him, I'm at a loss of words. He's incredible. That dude is... I, okay, he brought a, a, a style of song I had never heard before. Uh, and I like him. I like him a lot. And he can legitimately sing. It's not a... He did um, That's What I Like with just them beating... You know how you have like a lunch table, Dan? Yeah. On a one on a talk show, he just had him and his background singers doing the beat on the lunch table and sung it a cappella. <laughs> I'm just saying he's a full-on superstar. That dude, and he deserves it, Jay. Every bit of he, it. That 24 karat magic is a song, dude. That is a song. So Shannon, I think Bruno Mars is great. I think his live performances is great. And I love his band and his background singers, both of which I could tell where he got them. No question. And then she comes swinging at you, Steve. She says, and Steve, there's a lot of Steve in this one. And Steve, you're full of shit. <laughs> See? <laughs> See, sorry. Let me, let me say it again. At least, at least read it in the right context. Okay. I'm like, and Steve, you're full of shit. And then I just hang on a pause for a while. That That's not how it goes. Now she says, uh, and Steve, you're full of shit seeing BTS over the cure. That I agree with. Uh, it says you need to give Robert Smith and the boys a legit chance. Speaking of, you'll only hear screaming. I took my daughter to see Cody Simpson at the Sororian Theater. I do not know who that is. Uh, if you, oh, but that's weird, huh? The Sororian pops back up again. We're Fresno people. We don't have a lot to talk about. It says uh, a few years ago, and it was the loudest show I've ever been to. Only because there were a couple of thousand 10 to 15 year old, uh, excuse me, 10 to 15 year olds trying to permanently lose their voices. It was horrible. I had a migraine and we left early because even my daughter couldn't take any more. Thanks for another great show. You guys rock. A buddy of mine played for him. Cody Simpson. Who is Cody Simpson? He's like a teeny bopper dude. Now, what, what was she saying about what I said about um, the cure and... Uh, Just uh, give him a chance. That's the, the uh, take cure? Home. Yeah. Give Robert Smith a chance. That's what That is saying. literally not going to happen, Shannon. Close-minded, Shannon. Okay. No. I've, after that little thing, hey, I, aren't you excited about winning? No, yeah. but eventually, apparently you are. I'm like, oh. Those 20 man. seconds. Off of those 20 seconds, he's basing a 40-plus year But that is him. That yeah. is. You know. The, you all know the, the comments most, underneath are like, that's so him. Hey, <laughs> you know, man. You Dan, know. is that not him? Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> but still. <laughs> but, you're, but, you're, but you're basing a, 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 a smarmy British guy's attitude. On like a whole body of music. I'm not saying it's the best thing in the world. Even Buck said he didn't like it. And that's okay. A lot of people don't like The Cure. I'm, again, just saying that I don't think as you should just like put a blanket statement over it. Oh, and I didn't. I listened to 15 to 20 seconds of some of the songs yeah. you sent. And that'll do it. Yes. And I was like, oh. And, but mind you, it was directly after me binging Duran Duran. You see, and that's the thing. You get so stuck on comparisons. Like, this isn't that. This can't be that. Versus here are two good things. No, but the thing is, when I compare, I'm thinking about music quality, production worth, uh, lyrical content, singing ability. And okay, so Steve of- Hudson puts out an album and they come, yeah. some guy goes, well, it's not Michael Jackson, so it sucks. Well, the thing is, I would say, okay, here's what I'll say. Is it the style of Michael Jackson? No. No, no, no. Guy's like, no, I heard 15, 20 seconds of your music. I think it blows. I could totally get that. I could totally get that. Yeah. I think you get mad. I could totally get that. I would be like, oh, yeah, well, it's not Michael Jackson. But the thing is, if I was in the 
pop generation, they would compare me to them. Of course, just like they compared Prince to Michael Jackson when they were nothing the same. They were in the same group of Duran Duran. So you're going to be compared to them. And mm. you're not as good. I disagree, but that's okay. It's okay to disagree. They're not in the same, you don't think they're in the same uh, like circle? I don't think that just because something falls in the same circle of people that they have to sound like one has to be better than the other. No, it's I a don't movement think of music. So totally. I like I like a lot of different stuff within this movement of music, but I'm not comparing missing persons to Duran Duran. I'm not comparing well, Depeche Mode to Duran Duran, et cetera. It's I all totally, different to me. But I'm not comparing like I like I'm saying like I could say I like Duran Duran and then I could immediately go and listen to Culture Club and I like them too. And I could immediately go from that and listen to someone else and I like them too in the new wave and them and I like them too. And then listen to the cure and be like, I don't like them. And that's fair. Yeah, that's all. I but you only listen for 20 seconds, so it's hard to yeah. really take that seriously. But if I listen to 20 seconds of Culture Club, guess what I'm not turning off? Culture Club. Okay. Fair enough, man. We all got to take in this music on our, in our own way, right? Yes. There's good music and there's bad music. See, yeah. Again, here you go. I'm done. No, nothing more. <laughs> you disappoint me, Hudson. Ever since <laughs> you started think... getting all that booty, I just... Uh, you, I don't you don't like The Cure. Yeah, I do. I like The Cure. They're not my favorite band in the world, but I appreciate a lot of their music. On the other hand, there's a lot of songs of theirs that I don't like, but I will not call them a shitty band. Okay, I won't. Here's what I will say: I won't call them a bad band. I'll say that their songs are trash. See, that's, that's very judgmental. I don't think you would like it if someone said your songs were trash. I wouldn't. I would yeah. not like it at all. But I know they were bugging. Just like the Cure thinks I'm bugging because yeah. nothing Cure's impresses like Steve. Who? That's what exactly. The like. But because he's like. I don't, I, I'm not impressed with Steve because I'm also not impressed with this Lifetime Achievement Award that everybody decided to give me because I did such a great job. Me? It sucks. Throw it in the garbage because you are trash, friend. I don't think he said those things. Yeah, but he kind of insinuated it. And then stop with the hair. You're 50-something <laughs> years old, G. Stop it. I mean, okay. all like okay. Morrissey, a lot of them stop it. But still, it's enough. It's okay. You don't have to like The Cure. I was just making a point. We have a lot of show that we should be doing here. So okay, let's please, continue. Yes. All right. So a couple more. Wow. And, and guys, again, thank you. I asked for, uh, I said, we're going to be recording in a few hours. So send some stuff in and you did. So thank you. So that's why I'm reading these. Uh, this one comes from Mr. Johnny Bucks. Says, hello, chaps. Come on. Says, love the Duran Duran part two show. Ended up watching the clip of Laban at Live Aid and laughed my eyelids inside out. The lower ones. Yeah, it's weird. Thanks for recommending Dead to Me. <laughs> I really enjoyed it, and I would have skipped past it if you boys hadn't mentioned it. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts on the Game of Thrones finale. I got some thoughts. And then uh, keep up the good work and the British accents. Peace, Bucks. Thank you, Bucks. You're royalty with this podcast. You know this. Bucks, I think, I'm not going to even say it, but I know I know. I want to have you on for a bunch of somethings because you know a lot about somethings that I want to know. Music being primarily... Because I, I think I'm going to need, like, when we do it, if we eventually do a music podcast, there is going to be, there's going to be, a, a there's going to necessitate two people that agree against me because I'm no, normally right. You're going to need more evidence on your side. So we probably going to want to bring Bucks in. You got problems, man. Issues. I'm glad you like Dead to Me, dude. I, I, I really am tempted to watch it again, but I'm not going to. I was tempted, though, to start over because I really like that show. There's too much good stuff on right now to go back. I mean, geez, dude. Tell me. You hipped me to something that I thought it was going to be super boring. We'll talk about it later. That just frightened me more than any horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> what did you hear? <laughs> no, this thing's crushing. 
And then really quickly, because my man Kevin Shanks decided to send in a voicemail, we got to play it, right? We did ask. Let's go, forensic psychopathic. Anyway. What'd you call him? Methicillin resistant <laughs> Staphylococcus aureus. I always say forensic psychologist, but that's not what he is. He's a forensic <laughs> pathologist. I just called Kevin MRSA for some reason. All right, here we go. Jesus. Kevin Shanks in the house. Shitty. I mean, Shanks. I was. Just, I said shitty. It didn't go right. Okay. Because <laughs> normally it's like... Um, yeah, Kevin, I believe Steve just called you shitty, but he didn't no, mean to but do it, it. Yes, exactly. It's like Diddy. It just like, oh, no, it doesn't work with his last name. <laughs> You're like, so I'll put that like, one Sheezy. did not work. Kevin Sheezy. There you go. That's better. Go. Take, he did the he did a takes backsies. Hey, Dan and Steve. Steve and Dan. This is Kevin Shanks here. Just wanted to say kudos on the Duran Duran episodes. Loved all of the in-depth info. Thank you. And I learned a lot of new information that I didn't know before. So very nice work. Thank you, sir. Uh, Come Undone is probably my favorite Duran Duran song of all time. There's just something about that song. Something that sets a mood. I mean, just sets the perfect mood. And it's the song is so smooth. I love it. But anyways, um, as always, both of you guys rock. I enjoyed hearing you, Dan, on PCL last week. Thank you, sir. And both. Of you, Steve and Dan, on Scenic Cast the other day. So You're too kind. You guys just keep up the great work. We will. I'll love your podcast. Love Heroes and Noise. Love you too. You guys rock. Peace out, my friends. You rock out too, friend. Peace out yourself. How do we? How do we get Kevin on? I imagine contacting him would be the first thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, we would just call him up and be like, "Hey, yo, That's you so want to come on?" And then he'll it either is, say yes or no. It is so cool to be in contact with. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to nerd out. Never mind. It's just so cool to be able to do We that. love our podcasting friends, all of them. Oh, it's so cool to be able to just do that. Sometimes I forget and I'm like, how do I get this person? Like, yeah, you just can contact this person now. That's cr- from where we came. Anyway, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. We are <laughs> in a special situation, Jay. We, I'm very happy with the situation. We are an hour and six minutes into the show, Steve, and we haven't really talked about anything we've been watching, Let's but we have been it. taking care of business, right? Yes, and also I do like Come Undone. I didn't get a chance to really talk about it, but um, I I didn't know they did that song, and that was a song from my high school years. I didn't know that was them. That's grown folks music right there. Gee. Gee. That's love making music right there. I thought it was a depressing song. No, you can make babies to that song. You probably did make babies to that song. No, they weren't even a thought at that time. I'm I'm old. You about to Come Undone like your bra. I definitely don't think that's what that's about. (laughs) (laughs) That's totally what we used to do in high school. Be like, hey, you know what uh, Enter Sandman was? Like, no, it's a girl named Sandman and we enter in her. I'd be like, oh, I didn't didn't know that's what it meant. Yeah, Yeah, a lot of girls named Sandman. Everything was about sex. Hey, you know what that PM does? <laughs> I die without you. You know what you is? It's sex, yo. <laughs> die without sex. Dan, like, come undone. Yeah, like your bra coming up. Mm-hmm. Good Lord, Dan. Yeah. You, you know when George bird. Michael say he ain't never going to dance again? He's talking about fucking Jim. <laughs> <laughs> How good would a skit like that be? Where everything they listen to is that. That's what he means, though. <laughs> beat it, beat it. You see what oh I'm saying? God. They'll be in church, be like, 
hey, you know what amazing Grace <laughs> You know that girl Grace from up the way? You know why she's amazing? That is so funny, G. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. But Thank yeah, you guys I, for all yes. of your emails and voicemails, man. You guys are awesome. I love, yeah, I did like, I forgot to talk about Come Undone Less. It, there's so many memories when I hear that song. I'm like, jeez, butterflies. Anyway, all right. And this brings us, thank you for all the emails. And this brings us to the What We've Been Watching segment. Dan is a busy man, but he happened to miss one of the most important, massively watched things on TV, which was the Game of Thrones finale. What were you doing instead, Dan? Like, what were you saving the world? What are you talking about? I watched it. Oh, did you? Yeah. Where are you oh, getting your information from, sir? I'm sorry, man. Tell, tell what did you think about it? Um, what did you think about it? That's what Steve does to me on podcast. You're like, Steve? Dan. <laughs> so it was Tridash. That's what I thought about it. And the I could do a whole episode on it. I will say that it was just not good. It wasn't good. Um, they didn't land stick the landing. No. What are you gonna do? Gotta get over it. Life yeah. goes on. Mm, on and on, like Erica Badu said. Petitions don't help. Not in this case. They're not going to take your little feelings and, and, and put them in a little little basket and sprinkle flowers on them and put them someplace sunny so you feel better, okay? Game of Thrones is over. And they did a piss poor job of concluding it, okay? I've already said I'm not the, uh, the, like, I'm not Mr. Game of Thrones, but I like it. I appreciate it. I wasn't invested as some of y'all were, but I will tell you this, that I can even recognize that they were just phoning it in at this point. They wrapped up too soon. Character development was kind of booty. Like, what the fuck a dragon really care about a throne for? That dragon would shit on that throne. He doesn't know it's a throne. Yeah, That's I'm stupid. I'm just done with the, I'm done. I'm done. And it's fine. Your little That's wing shot with Khaleesi, that didn't do anything for me. It, Take it, that, d I I didn't like it. I didn't know I did like that. I was like, you know what? That's stupid. Also. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't say that. It looked kind of cool, but. It looked dope. It wasn't it, enough. It was It was just not good. And it's okay, because one day maybe we'll do a, a side show that's a breakdown of how bad this show was. But I think yeah. people have said it already. Mm -hmm. Everything I've thought. Uh, I'd rather talk about things that I did like. I'm going to tell you something right now, and this is a spoiler. So I'm going to let you get out. I'm counting to down from five, and then I'm just going to say it. Game of Thrones, major spoiler coming up. Five. Four, three, two, countdown. one. Yeah, because I don't care. Bran, worst choice ever for the throne. Ridiculous. The most worthless character in Game of Thrones, period. Weak sauce, terrible. Sansa should have got it. I'm glad that she got her little piece of the North and everything like that. I thought that was pretty cool. I really liked her character this year. Um, excuse me, this season. Last few seasons, actually, I think she's really improved a lot. Um... Aria, where's she going? You don't know. She's just off. She's just going to fall off the, because the world's flat, as you know. She's going to fall off the end of Westeros. That's what she's going to do. What else is going on? The whole Jamie and Cersei, like, they weren't even smashed to bits. Trash. Yeah. Tyrion just gets up in there, like, in a, in a castle full of rubble. Even though he told him where to go, he moved two rocks, he found her. <laughs> and, and then right next to the pile of rocks, there's nothing. So if they would just move two feet to the side, right. it would have been perfectly fine. And yeah. then here's my problem. Someone made a great meme about this online. They were saying that Bran, they asked, uh, Tyrion asked Bran, what do you want? He says, I don't want, right? And then later yeah. on, like Tyrion asked him, hey, do you want the, do you want the, the, the crown? He's like, yeah. 
I'm like, okay, I thought you don't want. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. What did you think I came all the way down here for? I thought you didn't want, homie. So trash, dude. So yeah, it's it was bad. And such is life. Such yeah. is life. Did you notice that they they filmed another little mistake with the water bottle? Yeah, Samwell. Yeah, no one gives a fuck on that show. No. They're like Star Wars. There are Star Wars. people that are in charge of continuity. Literally cut. They make sure everything's exactly the same. So when yeah. people get water bottles and all that stuff, they're mm-hmm. the ones that are in charge of making sure that the cutscene is exactly the same as when they're gonna start when they're gonna start again. Yeah. What were these I, people doing? I'm gonna tell you, I'm not outraged as some because again, this is not my thing. Like if they would have fucked up, well, let's see what happens when Star Wars is done. I'm gonna probably have a lot to say if oh, I don't like the way that goes. Boy, but geez. so I get it. I mean, I totally get the fandom of it, but I'm not gonna be petitioning for them to change Star Wars if it's not the way I like it to be. Life is life. Wait, is Star Wars, are they going to do the movies or is there a show coming out? You're talking about the uh, D&D? Yeah. They're doing a trilogy. Of movies? Yes. Oh, no. No, I mean, I'm still like hopeful with it. They did fine for several seasons of Game of Thrones, dude. And if they're into it and they're in their bag, I think they can do an excellent job, particularly if they go more like Knights of the Old Republic or something like that. I'm not even counting them out. I this mean, was a ball drop. This right here was kind of like a slap in the face to Game of Thrones fans disguised as them trying to give a shit. I, I'm calling the Russo brothers or I call anyone who has proven to me that because you they do have an outline they can go on for Star Wars. That's true. But without an outline, they seem lost, dude, like totally out of the element. But the good thing is, like you said, um, the Star Wars has an outline they can follow. They didn't have one for it. The outline is essentially done for this saga. So they're off of the whole Star Wars saga. They can do their own thing. Oh, well, then it's going to suck, dude. I, I, I will see. I'm, I'm going to be hopeful about it. I don't think it's going to suck just because they did a bad season of Game of Thrones. Oh, I mean, here's the, here's the thing. I wouldn't say it was going to suck because of bad season. I would say because the bad season was immediately after they had no outline. That would be a problem to me if I were a movie studio. I'd be like, oh, shoot. You guys can't come up with original ideas. Now I'm worried. Yeah, after this movie, Steve, if they never did another one again, I'd be cool with it. So whatever happens, is it's that's fine. I'm not going to get myself get crazy. That. Just don't fuck the Skywalker star- saga up, and I'm going to be just fine. With it. I don't care what happens from this point on. Is there a reason they didn't get Homeboy? Um, who's, JJ? Who's Homeboy? He, he, JJ's doing it. But the, the, the trilogy. Oh, um, I don't know. Maybe he was just done. And then Ryan Johnson was supposed to do a trilogy, and I don't know if he's doing it anymore. I know that was rumored that he was out of that, and I don't know if that's the case or not. Okay, that's fair. I I would I would do more Star Wars news if you appreciated it. I'm not saying like it's 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 just I'm just talking at you. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not a true back and forth with Star Wars, which is why I don't usually bring Star Wars to the show too much. So I didn't really look into it, is what I'm saying. I guess I could for myself. Well, the weird thing is I know more about Star Wars behind the scenes than the actual movies. This is true. I will give you that. <laughs> because I only read the, I think it's just like, um, I just think it's the endlessly amusing the decisions executives make. I'm like, why did you guys do that? But again, it's already been proven. They don't have the, pul- they don't have their hands on the pulse of America normally of the world. They don't know. They think that things are really going to work that just don't. So I'm like, maybe you maybe you're right. And regardless, they're going to make money because People are not, even if they say it's going to suck, how many people are going to go see the Star Wars? I'll be there the first day. Exactly. So it's a no lose for them. So even with the, even with the prequels, I was there the first day. 
I will eat it up. I, I'm no, not going to celebrate not, it if it's you not. You didn't know like, it was going to be bad. You didn't know it was going to be bad. Um, I started getting the vibe it was going to be bad, especially after <laughs> <laughs> after Attack of the Clones. I'm like, this shit is bad. Was it bad, G? I oh yeah, because I just had to see. I had to see where it went because I wanted to see how Vader was created, and then oh. that was bad. I liked. Um, I, I didn't. The only one I did see was the one with Jar Jar, and I didn't like that. Yeah, I don't blame you one bit. Um, but I thought I was. I didn't have. I wasn't heartbroken when it was over. I'm like, wow, people are really heartbroken over a movie that was just bad. But it wasn't like people were like, it's. I was like, okay, yeah. I didn't. I mean, but now that I see how invested people were for years, I could right. see why they were so. We were waiting around a long time. Yes, for and so I was like, yeah, that, I guess that would suck. But yeah, Game of Thrones sucked. Yeah. On to the next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I did watch an interesting show that uh, Melissa put me on on Twitter. Oh, I was going to watch that one too, man. I didn't get around to it. It's a good I blame you. her. I blame her. I blame her for this. I know. this. I mean, that's a good thing. It is just a heartbreaking show. It's not heartbreaking, though. It's heartbreaking in how, re- how real it seems. How real it is. How... Um, there's just there there are these. It's called Fleabag, ladies and gentlemen. It's on Amazon Prime. It's a story about a a woman just going through. Um, I'm imagining she's about 30, 35 maybe, and dating, going out with guys, trying to find love. Doesn't get along with her dad, but trying to make that work. Doesn't get along with her sister, trying to make that work. Her uh, her mom passed away. She's dealing with a lot of stuff in her life, but trying to just live life normally and be this person that nothing bothers her. Everyone sees from the outside, nothing bothers her. And the sheer heartbreaks that she feels. And since she's that person that everybody thinks, oh, she's fine. No one's there to just hug her and be like, it's okay. It's okay. No, there's no one there for her. It's a heart-wrenching story. I loved it from beginning to now I'm halfway through second season. And Dan, there's only six episodes per season. Okay, so that's very easy to do. Oh, dude, you'll fly through it. But (laughs) this is... If you liked the feeling you got from Dead to Me, you'll like Fleabag. I trust Melissa a lot. Like she has very strong opinions about yes. things, and yeah. she's usually pretty spot on. So when I saw her tweet that I was going to watch it, and just it was a busy week for me last week, I couldn't fit it in. It that's what she said. I um, low hanging fruit, sir. <laughs> that's true. I uh, <laughs> but I I really like this. I really like this show. I um. It doesn't seem like a show I would like, but Melissa's effusive, effusive's the word. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, her praise of this show, I was like, oh, I got to peep it. And man, oh man, what a show this was. And we've all gone, gone through one of the emotions that she's gone through. Like, we'll be like, I felt, I yes, I've been there before. Yep, I know exactly. And then it, they don't shy away from the true, brutal reality of some of these emotions. And it's also just to let you know, she does break the fourth wall. Like, there'll be times where you'll be like, are you going to be there tonight? And she'll be like, of course I'll be there. And she looks at the camera, she's like, I won't be there. And then she goes <laughs> back to the thing. And I was like, oh, this is so groovy. Like, you're in her 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 brain in certain times. And so she's kind of narrating the situation. It's just beautiful. It's beautifully done. And there's one quote I'm going to ruin for you a little bit, okay? Go for it. Um, There's a part, it just broke my heart. There's a part where she's reading the newspaper and she tells her co-owner, her best friend, who's the co-owner of the cafe with her. 
And she said, oh my gosh, look at this. A kid gets sent away to a mental institution for sodomizing a hamster Ooh. with the eraser side of a pencil. Ooh. And the and the uh, the owner owns a hamster, so she's holding her hamster. And the, the co-owner is like, why did they do that? And she said, I know, right? How dare you sodomize a hamster? And the girl said, no, why did they send him away? It's apparently that there's something wrong with that kid. He doesn't need to, need to be locked up. He needs to be, like, literally helped. He's no, no rational, happy person does that to a hamster. And she says, the girl says, wait a minute. What are you talking about? He sodomized a, ham, a hamster with an eraser. And the girl says, that's what they're there for. And she said, <laughs> to the eraser side is to sodomize a hamster? She said, no. The eraser side is to clean up mistakes you've made because everyone makes them. I said, whoa. Wow. I said, it's freaking true. She's like, see, yeah. In real life, though, someone would have said, yeah, but she sodomized a fucking hamster with it. <laughs> You know Maybe, but also you couldn't say that because you would actually be taken aback by a, oh, especially her. She's like, you know, we've all made mistakes because you know. Running a red light, sodomizing a hamster, same yeah. thing. And considering who the girl was, the main character, she couldn't say anything back. Because being that they're best friends, the best friend's like, you of all people know that we do stupid crap when we're kids. And now that kid is never going to have a clean record. Hey, okay, so I'm looking at uh, IMDb right now, yeah. and like the cover art for this, or the you know the poster for the for the series, yeah. has the hamster on it. So does the hamster oh, come to play quite a bit? <laughs> oh yeah, it does. It does. Okay, it's a, cool. big, it's a big deal. Right. Uh, the hamster because they own the in their cafe. It's hamster themed. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's a hamster themed cafe, and uh, it's just a beautiful show. Who's just it starring, Steve? Huh? Who's it starring? Uh, her name is uh, something. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know her name. It stars Phoebe Waller Bridge. That's her. Diane name. Clifford, Olivia Coleman, and a bunch more. Six part comedy series adapted from the award winning play about a young woman trying to cope with life in London whilst coming to terms with a recent tragedy. Is it the hamster sodomization? I don't know, but we'll see. Oh, dude. Anyway, you got to watch it. It's tragic, bro. No, I really am. I'm, I plan on watching it. I don't. It just got away from me, man. There was just other things I was watching this week. Wait a minute. Were there other things you were watching? Why don't you talk about that? That's Fleabag on Amazon Prime. What else you been watching? All right. So. Segway Steve. <laughs> Segway Steve strikes again. Hey, real quick one, dude, I'll give you this. We already talked about this. If you listen to the scenic cast, we went into this into some detail, but I think it's an honorable mention. So I watched See You Yesterday or Scenic Cast. This, I, I did this weekend. It's on Netflix. Um, I think it's worth talking about because it's an interesting play on time travel. I like the cast. First of all, this is directed by Stefan Bristol, written by Frederica Bailey and also Stefan Bristol. stars Eden Duncan Smith. As CJ, Dante Critchlow as her friend Sebastian, uh, Astro Steve as Calvin Walker, who was CJ's brother. And an, there's a little cameo in this that I'm not going to say, but it was a, you know, do the math. Who could it be? Bet you you can guess, but I'll leave it at that. 
So best friends CJ and Sebastian build a pair of time machines and use them in order to save the life of CJ's brother. I'm going to tell you right off the bat that when I saw the art for this, it looked like it was something out of like a, like a Disney channel. You know what I mean? Like it just, it had that kind of aesthetic where I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, not the case actually. It, it's, it's actually well done. It's not the best movie I've ever seen or anything like that, but it's, it's really not that bad. What it's about is that they, these two friends create these uh, time machines and they're just testing them out. And when they go back, it's, it follows a very back to the future kind of law when it comes to time travel. You know, you, the, the basics, you don't, you don't interfere with the past. You try not to change anything because it's going to affect the future. Guess what they do? Guess what happens? And it becomes this a bit of a loop. Um, it's a very straightforward story, but it touches on some things that I thought were really worth mentioning is that this is set in like, it's like a, like an urban community, you know what I mean? And, and it has to deal with like police brutality that shows up. It shows, uh, death in this, you know, family death and the loss from such from said police brutality and just these decisions that you make in, in the real, in real life. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you've got this fantasy aspect to it where you got time travel, but you're dealing with very real life things. And I think that the way that they fused the two together was actually pretty impressive. Like I said, this isn't uh, the best movie I've ever seen. I will tell you that I think that the ending at first had me kind of pissed because of it, it ends in a way that's what very I abrupt. That's what everyone's saying. Yeah, yeah, it's very abrupt how it ends. But then after thinking about it, I kind of liked it because every once in a while I'm forgiving of the endings where it's like, okay, what do they do next? Much like, uh, let's see, here's a good one. How about uh, Three Billboards? Remember that ending? Oh, they're riding. Oops. They're riding. They're riding off in the no. car. And they're going to go do yes. something, right? Yes. We don't yes, know what happens. Yeah, we don't know what happens from there. But it's it's kind of like that. I don't really want to say too much about that, just for spoiler purposes. But it does give you the impression of uh, at least this is how I took it. Could be a time loop kind of a thing. I, I don't know if they're shooting for a sequel with this one or not. But I think you will be surprised. The acting could be a little bit better. I, I don't think that it was bad. I've seen a lot of movies come out. Sometimes you get movies casted with people of color. And stereotypes will really take effect in the movie and it just kind of ruins it for you. You know what I mean? They just they just go too much with it sometimes. Not the case with this one. I think that the acting was done very well. Everything was pretty believable. Uh, special effects, you could tell they were on a budget. Some of it does look like it's from the Disney Channel or something like that. But it's definitely worth a watch. I'm going to go ahead and rate this one, Steve. I'm going to give it 2.5 out of 5 thrown slushies, Steve. And by the way, you did not give me a rating for a flea bag. I'm giving it so far... Um, as far as since I know there's going to be seasons coming, I'm giving uh Fleabag a three. Three out of five what? Yeah, uh, three out of five hamsters. Can they be sodomized? No. Ah, again, Steve, you're no fun. No, it's, 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 uh, it was, yes. I can't, the thing is, I really want to CCU yesterday. It's just, it made me laugh at how many people are mad about the ending. I was like, and they're vague, which is good. I'm following people that aren't overt. But they're yeah. just like, dang that ending. I was like, oh no. Yeah, don't count it out. No, I'm going to watch it because I heard it was just great till then. Yeah, it had me like the whole time, dude. And then just, I had to kind of go, what? Like, what are we doing here? You know, <laughs> it was very, that is like, so why did we just, what? And then I had to think about it for a little bit. Now, maybe I'm convincing myself that the ending was a little bit better than it was. Mm -hmm. I would have definitely want to see a, a better ending. But I had I kind of have it in my head, like, oh, that cool shit happens afterwards. So we're good. Well, That's the problem is, you know how I like to stick. You know how I like sticking the landing, dude. Yeah, I don't think you'll think that this sticks the landing. Oh, if no. I know you, no. But watch it. I'm curious to see what you think. And besides, okay. we should be supporting these movies. 
No, I'm go. I'm going to. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, you should. I mean, again, I really it's have to. no, really. Like, I think you're going to be like, okay, I see what you're getting at, but, but I am curious to see what you think. Ladies and gentlemen, next we're going to talk about a show that Dan watched, featuring the amazing George Clooney and a friend of the show, Julianne Emery. Dog, what show are we talking about? Steve, we're talking about Catch Twenty Two on Hulu. That's what we're talking about. That is. Would you like to? Would you like to know what my thoughts are on this, sir? Yes. And is it produced also or directed by George Clooney? It's created by Luke Davies and David Michaud, I believe. Uh Uh-huh. Produced by George Clooney. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. Clooney, dude, is just like he's he's just solidified himself in Hollywood. He's there all the time. In some way, shape, or form, Clooney's always in the background. I like George Clooney a lot. Star or superstar? Clooney? Yeah. Hmm. Definitely at one point, superstar. And this is just like without my uh, affection towards the man, right? Like how, what I think of him as an actor and all that. Yes. Um, I'm going to go star. Oh, interesting. Okay. But he's like just, just right there at superstar. He might even be superstar. Because whenever you see him, you're like, oh shit, look, it's Clooney. But you're going star. Uh, he's just super. That's what he is. That's true. George Clooney is the dude. He is the, he is the, the every time I see him, I mean, obviously his best thing ever was Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? But every time I see him, I love it. Nope, because my one of my favorite movies of all time is Dust Till Dawn, but I did love him in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Do you know what the term Catch-22 means? Uh, I do now, actually. Okay. And I will tell you that I was, I didn't know that. So like when people, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking in your daily lives and you say, oh man, you know, it's a bit of a Catch-22. Do you actually know where that came from? Because I'm going to tell you straight up, I'm the guy that didn't. I did not know it actually comes from, the, well, not from this, but it comes from the novel that this is based on. Mm-hmm. Catch-22 is a limited series adaptation of the classic Joseph Heller novel. Follows Captain John Yossarian and the airmen in World War II. So what Catch-22 is, you know, Steve? I, view, I know what the term means. When I use it in common vernacular, I know what it means. Uh, it's like a no win. It's like either way, it's a bad situation or either. Yeah. Either way, it doesn't end up great. Exactly. And it stems from the, it was actually created in the novel. Uh, it was at one time it was going to be called Catch 18, but it didn't oh. sound right. Yeah, it just didn't sound right. So they went with Catch 22. So what Catch 22 means is that John Yossarian, he's this bombardier. He does not want to bomb anymore. He's sick of doing it. So he goes to the doctor of the camp and he's like look man I, I he's always trying to fake an ailment it's kind of mashy it sort of reminds me of mash a little bit but it's like much darker than mash and he's always trying to fake an ailment so it's like either you know i got liver problems or my appendix messed up or whatever so he decides one day well i'm gonna try crazy maybe i'm crazy if i'm crazy then like you know they're gonna have to like ground me i won't be able to fly anymore so he goes to the doctor and he tells him hey um, can you just ground me? Like, I think I'm crazy. He's like, what about this other guy? He's crazy. This guy by the name of Orr. He's like, Orr's crazy. And the doctor's like, yeah, he is crazy. He's like, oh, so you should ground him. He's like, yeah, I should. He's like, then why don't you? He's like, because he's got to ask me. He's like, and then so if he asks you, then you're just going to ground him? He's like, no, because if he asks me, that means that he's sane. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? That is so, so you're funny. crazy. Yeah, if you're crazy, you you should be grounded and you should not be able to fly. But if you're able to recognize the fact that you're crazy and bring it to the proper authorities, you are now by definition sane because you were able to recognize that you were crazy. Totally. And get guess what? Get your ass back up there and bomb. That's funny. so that's the that's where Catch Twenty Two comes from. I did not. So know people that. that have said this forever, that's exactly where this comes from. It's this. It's this. Uh, like you said, Steve, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. That is a really good, I love that. Yeah, it's actually really brilliant. And it's the first time that I'd ever known that that's what it was from. So I learned something. So this was edutainmental, Steve. 
Let me tell you something. The acting in this, bro, is so fucking good. When I first started watching this, I thought it was a bit of more like it's going to be more comedic because there are some some not belly laugh kind of stuff. It's more of a dark comedy, but there are some straight up like who's on first moments, which I'll let you folks see uh, has to do with uh, one of the characters by the name of Major Major. His, his first name is Major. Last name is Major. Middle name is Major because his dad was just a jokester. <laughs> That's what he did to him on his birth certificate. And uh, he happens to be like, a, I think it was a corporal or a sergeant. So yeah, he was Sergeant Major is what they were calling him, right? And they didn't want to do that anymore. So because it was confusing, they decided to call him. They, they actually elevated him to Major. So now he's Major, 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 Major. <laughs> Stupid shit like that. That is That's the so kind of com- funny. Yeah, it's really funny, man. And it's got like... um. Not Woody Allen type humor. Uh, do you ever a movie called Brighton Beach Memoirs? No, I do not. Um, it starred Matthew Broderick. It's just this very kind of old comedy, like a very um, like an Abbott and Costello type comedy that they have sometimes. You know, it's it's a uh, it's very like focused in the period at hand, and it, and they do very well with that. Just the way that the actors are and the the things that they say, how they relate to each other. But it's got this like old sense of humor that again reminds me of like an Abbott Costello kind of thing. So I'm thinking, okay, this is a comedy. This is this is good. I, I like this. And I actually said this on Pop Culture Leftovers. I said, I, I get this. I get the comedy. This is why I like it. And then I came to find out after finishing the series, yes, there are some comedic moments in it. And like I said, it's a very dark comedy. But this deals with a lot of real shit from, you know, um, mental illness to rape to uh, lots of death, like a whole bunch of gory death. Um Suicide. I mean, it's just it's just all there because, you know, we forget. Yeah, we're watching this and it's very charming the way that it's all set up. But we are in the middle of World War Two. There's a lot of real shit going on. You know, so these people are going up there. They're watching their friends die. They're getting these, these young kids that come in at the age of 18 that go into his tent. And like, you know, they're, they're supposed to be bunking with him. And then they don't come back from these runs. And not only is this stressing him out. And I'm talking about Yossarian, who's played by Christopher Abbott. Dude is just solid. He, he's, he's like a, he stands out in this, man, like so much. Emmy-worthy, I would say that. I don't know if he's even going to be nominated for it, but he definitely turns in an Emmy-worthy performance. But to watch his gradual breakdown towards the end and why he's thrown in these situations, like how he gets there, you know what I mean? Like how close he is to being out and then what happens to him to get back in again. Um, again, uh, what's his name? Kyle Chandler, who plays Colonel Cathcart is the guy that wants to try and improve. He's really trying to impress George Clooney and George Clooney's just an asshole. He's an asshole among assholes. And it just so happens that Christopher Abbott or Yossarian is actually sleeping with his wife. Who's played by our friend, Julianne Emery. Anyway, the way that Kyle Chandler's character tries to like get into the good graces of George Clooney's character is by, he keeps, he like elevates the mission. So you go from, we are at seven missions. Well, now we're at 15. Now we're at 30. Now we're, it goes up to like 55. It's fucking crazy. So this is really, really messing with you, Sarian. And again, you watch this gradual breakdown. If you watch the very first scene of it, you're going to see, it's, it's like a foreshadowing thing. So you're going you're gonna to see what happens and you're going to see how he gets there. That's about all I'm going to say with it. I think this is an excellent series. I think that everyone should watch this. If you have Hulu, this is seriously one of the better shows on Hulu right now. It is just so goddamn good. That's Catch-22. I'm going to go ahead and rate it. I am going to give this one 3.5 out of 5 dead youths. I can't think of anything. There's a lot of shit in this one. and There's certain things I don't want to give away, but that's what I'm giving. What else you been watching, brother? So I started watching yesterday, and I thought I was just going to start watching it. 
But I uh, ended up finishing it. I was actually surprised. <laughs> Bonding on Netflix. Bonding is about a New York City grad student moonlighting as a dominatrix, and she enlists her gay best friend from high school to be her assistant. They have history, lots of it. They were best friends in high school, but they also had a moment where they went a little bit further. That friendship has kept them together. Now we have the character of, and by the way, she's played by Zoe Levin. Her name is Tiff in the show. She's now basically trying to, you know, get some extra funds. And she she decides that she can really break into this by going into the bondage, the dominatrix business. And what's so funny about this is not so much what they're doing, but the characters that, what do you call them? They're kink patrons. There's one guy who likes to be peed on. Um, there's a very, you know how like some- Submissives? Sub, yeah, submissive. But I'm talking about, there's just different, like, okay, there's this one other guy. His wife hires them to tickle him. She can't do that because she can't look at him that way. In fact, when she does, she gets disgusted by the sounds that he makes and the way that he looks. And she starts getting really, really pissed off because that's not something that she's into. So she's got all this rage. So at one point, Pete, her buddy, decides, well, like- you want to like take your rage out on me, and that becomes a whole funny thing. So now she's getting, now they're both getting hired. One's doing the tickling, and one's basically taking punches to the face. Hilarious. Um, you got to give credit where credit's due. There is just something about a good splooge scene in the movies and a good comedy. Uh, let's go with uh, something about Mary, something of that caliber. There's one of those in here. It's really funny. It's right up at the first episode. And you know what? This is just a very smart comedy. I mean, there's it kind of drags at some points, but it's there's only half hour episodes and they go by so fast. I think they're what did I watch yesterday? I watched seven episodes like just straight through and I found it really funny. But the guy that stands out in this is, of course, the character Pete, played by Brendan Scannell. Something about him. I think I just think you're going to like this show, Steve. So if you check it out, let me know what you think. But I think Pete steals the show. That's bonding on Netflix. Bonding on Netflix, yes. You know what's funny? Speaking of a splooge scene, you know what I didn't even tell you that I saw this week? Hmm. Long shot. Great splooge scene in that, too. Oh, yeah? Well, then yeah. I have to check it out because you know I'm a fan of the splooge scenes. Yes. Seth Rogen is a beast in that movie, too. When did you go see that? I saw that last weekend. Oh, dog. I should have went with you. I didn't know. It anyway. was so good. But anyway, so that's yeah. Bonding on Netflix. I will definitely yes, check it out. You have been in a pervy mood, so I get why you watched that. What else you've been watching? I'm gonna give that one. By the way, I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna get it three out of five cat of nine tails. Oh, I know what that means. Okay. You dirty dog, you. Yeah. Also, supposedly the thing they whip Jesus with. I'm not gonna go there. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what else you've been watching, Kung Fu Fighter? Yeah, man. Okay, so this one right here was by request on Pop Culture Leftovers last week. I was challenged to watch something. I was told, you need to watch this. I was sent a link. Brian told me, dude, watch this. If you don't talk about this, I'm going to be upset. And you know what? I said, fair enough. I'll check it out. Didn't know how long it was going to be. And quite honestly, when I saw the poster for it, I'm like, oh, snap. What am I getting myself into here? Turns out it's only a half an hour long. And it is literally one of the funnest half hours. No, make that two of the funnest half hours because I watched it back to back that I have experienced. You know what, Steve? It was a full hour of fun is what I'm saying, buddy. And it was good, good shit. Kung Fury. Now, we talked before, so I know that you haven't, you really hadn't heard of this or you, you haven't seen anything on this one, right? Yeah, uh, I haven't said, I've never heard of this. All right, so Kung Fury is a 2015 English language Swedish martial arts comedy short written and directed by David Sandberg, and it pays homage to the 1980s martial arts and police action films. Just bad uses of CGI. Uh, some of the craziest characters. Thor makes an appearance in this guy's, um, but not Marvel's Thor. 
it is uh i'm trying to this is one where it's like i'm, I'm glad he told me nothing about it so i want to be very careful with what i tell you i will tell you that you have to go you have to stop right now pause this shit go on youtube you can watch the whole thing right there it is fucking amazing it got crowdfunded through Kickstarter back in December. No, it was from 2013, December 2013 through January 2014. It reached the pledges of $630,000 when they were asking for $200,000. Their goal was to be to do a million. And I think that they finally, I don't know if they got the full million or not, if it was just a 630,000 that they did. But this guy, David Sandberg, makes this movie. It's about a cop or an ex-cop. He's one of those, I'm a cop, those kind of movies. And he, he, uh, he now goes by the name of Kung Fury because one fateful night, Stevie was chasing down a, uh, a, a like a samurai master, a kung fu master, as you do when you're on the streets of New York or wherever they're from. And actually, no, it wasn't New York because it was in uh, Sweden. But um, he gets the he gets the bad guy, and but right before he's about to make his big move, what ends up happening is he gets struck by lightning, Steve, and he gets bit by a cobra. That shit will. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Like, put it this way, guys. If I explain this movie any further, you're going to be like, why would I watch this stupid shit? Just trust me on this, okay? I, I think that you know that I have tried to always, like, I don't really down talk a lot of things because mostly I try to bring things to the show that I think you'll like versus mm-hmm. shit that I saw that I don't think that you, that's why I'm, I always give higher ratings because I, I don't want to bother with the shit that you don't like. I want to I show you things that you will like. This is one of those things. It even has an appearance from David Hasselhoff Everyone has a you know an appearance with David Hasselhoff, so don't don't get too excited about that. But just so you understand, this movie has a sequel. It just got greenlit, and it's going to star Arnold Schwarzenegger, Michael Fassbender. It's going to star David Hasselhoff again as the Hoff Nine Thousand, and I'll just you figure out what that is. And who else is in it, man? I'm just doing this off the top of my head, but there's also someone else, a very very pretty woman. I can't think of her name right now, but they're greenlighting this. It's going to be coming out. It's probably going to be out in like a year's time. I'm so glad that I knew. I'm. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, thank you, thank you for turning me on to this, dude. Because I really just, when I first saw it, I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. I don't think I'm going to get through it. And I was glued to the screen for a whole hour. Like I said, I watched it twice. So I feel like I'm just getting hip to something that's been around. All the hipsters knew about it. I didn't. Guess what, Steve? I'm a hipster now. I'm trying to turn you on to it so you can be in the club too. So check it out. Kung Fury. I am going to give this movie. Oh, man. I know I'm going high with this one, but you have to understand the the campiness of it and just for what it is i'm giving this movie 4.5 out of 5 jesus remember this is for what it is i think you'll understand where i'm coming from okay. you guys are bright people okay? okay so if you go that wasn't the, the coolest thing you've ever seen if you send me an email i'll be like yeah dumb shit i know but you get my point of why i said it it's oh, that why good. you said it's the greatest thing you've ever seen yeah because it's it's seen. it's different it's like if you see someone fall and it's really funny that was the greatest thing i've ever seen that's what i'm getting at this movie is um so you're saying it facetiously. I will say this. I've never seen anything like it. Okay. okay. So for that alone, I'm giving this high marks. Yeah, and I'm going to stick by my rating. 4.5 out of 5. Damn. Hop surfboards. <laughs> you are doing it, G. Yeah, Okay. I well, You I'm bet your ass it. I'm doing it, Hudson. I am do- and where is it at? Where do, I watch- where do we watch this? You can find this on YouTube. Now, you can buy this. You can buy a Blu-ray if you go on Amazon. But if you simply go to YouTube and type in Kung Fury, uh, I think it says like Kung Fury, the original movie, you'll get the whole thing. Like I said, it's 30 minutes. Put down your reservations. Don't be all serious about shit and watch this movie and understand that it knows exactly what it's doing. And that's why it's that good. Again, Kung Fury. Thank you very much, Brian. Um, This leads us to our last review. Um, 
You know what's funny about this review that we're about to talk about? What's that? I wasn't even knowing that it existed until you text me. And then now I'm seeing that it's like the biggest thing. It got more, it got a higher rating than the Game of Thrones finale. This is something that I've always been super interested in. So I, like as soon as I saw the promo for it, I'm like, oh yeah, all day long. I was thinking that it was going to be very boring, but I was going to like endure it because I want to know what, I want to see what happened. Okay. And what we're talking about guys is HBO's Chernobyl. Steve, where were you when you heard about Chernobyl? I didn't, I was only eight years old when it happened. Yeah, I was like, I didn't even Was it real big on your radar is what I'm getting. Hell no. So the name sticks out. You kind of get the idea of what's going on, but you never really understood like the magnitude of what was happening. You don't bite it. You don't bite it. You don't get your teeth into it. This was the very first thing as a teenager that made that like, that put it on my radar. Don't get me wrong. I saw things on the news, but like I said, I, I was still maturing, you know? So like. A lot of these things didn't affect me. This was the very first one where I was like, oh, wow, there is some real shit going on in the world. And it's like yes. really, really bad. It scared me. It was the very first natural, uh, it's not a natural disaster, but it was the very first disaster that just scared the living shit out of me. And it still does, man. I mean, it's, it's um, you have to understand something, folks. Radiation doesn't just go away. I'm sure a lot of you, I'm telling you this stuff and you don't, like, you know, you know what I'm saying? But like some of you may not. Radiation doesn't go away. You know, it's like when you get a sunburn. When you get a sunburn, yeah, it'll you'll get burned, then it goes away, but only on the outside. Like you're still accumulating that radiation from the sun. That's why long-term exposure to you know UV rays and things like that, you're going to get skin cancer, melanomas. So think of the sun, just being out in the sun. But now let's let's relate it to Chernobyl. Back in April of 1986, there was a uh, a core meltdown. There was a huge explosion. A whoopsie, some would call it. A li- one would call it a whoopsie. I know I would, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> like i wonder if someone said my bad you know my bad <laughs> did i do whoops. that whoops yeah wild wild man like what happened they have this huge explosion and they're immediately thinking they're trying to play it off like no that wouldn't happen that, that's it's ridiculous that wouldn't happen and all this time it doesn't really matter what they're thinking because what's happening is happening you can't stop this shit there is now a bunch of, because the core exploded, there was graphite all over the place. Graphite contains the core, okay? And when they brought in firefighters to put out this, what they thought was just a fire, they have like firefighters picking, I'm not going to like break this down completely, but they have them picking up these strange pieces of graphite and looking at it. And then it foreshadows to, for like a scene five minutes down the road where this shit is now just eaten through their hands. The, the amount of radiation that was in the air, I mean, it killed... And it did. It killed pretty much anyone within anything in its way, anyone or anything for that matter in its way within a certain radius, you know, but the things that they didn't realize at the time is that you have all this cesium 137 that's in the, in the air. Now it's just floating around. It's in the ground. It's in the air. It's in the water. And I had mentioned this before. Like if you have like a, a uh, talk to them, Dan, school them. Yeah. If you have like a normal amount of cesium 137, the half-life of this, folks, is around 30 years to break it down. In other words, it is going to be half as powerful in 30 years. And it's still there. They're saying that the half-life is five to 10 times longer at Chernobyl. So we're talking 180 to 320 years just to get down to half of the radiation. It is no joke whatsoever. So when dealing with these kind of things, I'm not trying to give you guys like this science lesson, but just understand that with Chernobyl, like things are still going on. I was just reading an article about it yesterday and it looks beautiful over there now. 
It's turned into a forest, basically, because no one's been there for 30 Still years. Still dangerous. It now has wildlife walking around. There are bears and shit walking around. They probably look like that bear in uh, Annihilation, but I'm Bruh. just saying there are bears, bears now, walking around. There's one conversation in a helicopter. How many x-rays did he say it was the equivalent of? Um, he, they were trying to say, oh, it's like the equivalent of a chest x-ray. But it was like it was the equivalent of like, I want to, I don't remember the number. One million checks. Yeah, like, like something a, crazy. It like was, that. and I love how the, the uh, there was a main guy played by Stellan Skarsgård. He was kind of a chief under Gorbachev. Right. And he was like, uh, there is a thing where they're like, um, what's the reading? And he says this number and Stellan looks and he says, what does that number mean? The thing all of us were thinking, what does that number mean? And I'm like, oh, I was thinking the same thing. And everything, the whole movie is, here's what, for me, what the show is. It can't be that bad. Yes, it is. It's worse. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. (laughs) It can't be this bad, though. Yes, it is. It's worse. Okay, fine. Now that we've got this covered, it can't be any worse than this. Yes, it is. Worse. And I love how they made it clear. They said, how do we stop this? And it says, nothing like this has happened on planet Earth. There is no protocol. Yeah. We are out what of do you protocol. Do? Yeah. What do you do when there's no protocol? Thank you. I was like, this is so incredible what we're watching right now. It is on a different level where they're just like, I guess we can go do this. I guess we can try this. I guess. And it's just, and you could tell during the show, people let their, like, since this has never happened before, when people say, don't touch that person, you're like, yeah, that's probably not what they really mean. Yeah. Because they've never experienced anything like this. They're like, yeah, "Yeah, but I can hug them, right? But now in looking back, we're like, don't hug them. But in this moment, you're like, oh, he's still walking. He's fine. And it's like, no, you don't understand. And even though there's a part where um, this nuclear physicist is like, the core exploded. Tell me how that's possible. He's like, I can't tell you how it's possible. He's like, well, then it didn't explode. And then later on, a guy was like, how does a core explode? And he says, I don't know, but that's what happened. No one knows how this is possible, but they don't, at a certain point, they throw it away. They're like, let's stop talking about that. It happened. (laughs) The end, end of story. We'll worry about why it happened later, but it exploded. And there are several different things going on simultaneously while this is all going on. You oh, have dude. the the Ukrainian government who is saying, like, they're putting a hush-hush on this because they don't want this getting out to the rest of the world. So they're trying to contain this in a very fictitious manner that, you know, it's not as bad as it seems. People can come in and, and help us get this under control, but they're not giving them all the details either. At the same time, you've got a lot of people that are sort of curious. There's this one particular scene where Ash... Starts falling from the sky, right? Did you? How many episodes are you in? I'm. Did you watch on all the, three? No, I I watched. Uh, I'm on the uh, third now. Okay, so yeah, I just watched the third one myself. But so you know the the scene I'm talking about where there's ash falling from the sky and P, there's like and you just really start realizing like how serious this is because like I mentioned before on PCL, they play the radiation much like they play like a looming monster in a horror movie it's always present it's just in the background and there is bad shit going on the whole time you see these kids that are playing they're running around because it looks like snow and they're playing in this radioactive ash which is just killing them you know what i mean it's giving them radiation poisoning right on the spot uh young babies animals running around in the streets and things like that all this shit is happening 
And then they also have the other component is that you have this small team of people that are trying to keep it hush hush, but they have no idea what they're doing. And they're just throwing shit at the wall to see if it sticks. Yeah. All of this just creates mad chaos. Of course, which is makes totally sense. If I'm around that table and people are telling me how bad it is, I'm not just denying it. I'm in denial because that means I'm about to die. I'm in denial that it can be this bad. No freaking way is it this bad because otherwise I'm in danger. It's ridiculous to think this. And I'm just like, yeah, I would do this. I would be tempted to do the same thing, dude. And then there's there's a part where a guy's in a hotel and the lady's like, hey, are you here about that little issue we have? And he's like, yeah. And she said, anything to worry about? And right there, he makes the decision. I'm not going to say what he says, but right there, you could see the wheels turning in his brain because he could either do one thing or cause mass panic because that's what it would do. You're going to cause massive panic if you tell what's going to happen. And I, the decision he makes is, uh, um, I'm not going to tell you what he makes, but it's a decision that um, it's tough. It's a tough one. It's an impossible one. Um, what this movie also showed me is how much of a wimp I'm at, I am because it's, I wouldn't, there's a part where people had to choose to offer their life for the life of millions. I'm not standing in that room, Dan. <laughs> oh, for sure. Not only that, but they're like stepping backwards. They're like, where's he going? I'm like, oh, the opposite direction of where all this is happening is where I'm going. Because I'm not that dude. The sense of duty. I will volunteer. I'm like, oh, no, I was just getting up to dip. I don't. I'm not doing this is not my thing. I thought this was Alcoholics Anonymous. I don't even know how I got into this room. Listen, and it's just such a good step-by-step move and and what i love is they made they made the poison a thing a tangible monster yeah like, that's what i'm getting at yeah. yeah it's a monster he's like imagine bullets and he made it into a bullet. and then the guy literally perked up he's like okay now i'm with you i'm with but you then now he made, he made some astronomical he's like imagine one billion trillion bill i was like oh jesus He's like, yeah. there's no getting away from it. Is what <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, there's nothing and they will shoot through you and you'll be leaking out. I'm like, that is such a devastating picture. He's like, and they're never going away. They're just going to be there ripping through you. I'm like, oh my God, dude. And folks, let me tell you what, if you're curious what happened to these people, I think they do a really fine job of playing what happened to the people that were like in the initial exposure. Because... Ionizing radiation will break you down from like a molecular level. You know what I mean? It breaks down your cells. It breaks down your tissue. It essentially melts you. You start off your, you know, you get the the first, what they call the manifest effect. And it's like the burn, maybe a little bit of radiation sickness where you don't feel well, but that goes away for a little bit of time. And then you get the latent effects. And when you get those latent effects, that's the worst shit ever right there. Because now you're, like I said, you're breaking down molecularly. Your skin's breaking down. Your organs are breaking down. You're feeling all of this. You're essentially a melting candle. Bingo. And on top of that, you are so radioactive that no one can get near you. Your loved ones can't get near you. You are a dead man. Yes. It's just crazy. the, The scientists that figured all this out, a lot of the scientists that figured out all these dangerous things back in the day, they're dead. Yeah. I did not know that. I was like, oh, yeah, because you didn't know until you did this. (laughs) And that, Steve, is just another instance of manifest. You know, a lot of people that didn't get as close but were still exposed. I mean, thousands died. 
tons. Yeah, the, but I mean, fun- but that's because it's the manifest effects. They have, it eventually got them. Exactly. Be it myeloid leukemia, uh, brain cancer, skin cancer, things Dude. like that. All of that is directly affected from the result of the meltdown at Chernobyl. Exactly. And the hard thing is this is how people learn. Like when you talk about people that were first uh, discovering, scientists that were first discovering this stuff, when they're in the midst of doing their calculations, they're like, wait a minute. If my calculations are right, I shouldn't even be this close to this thing. Yeah, but it it's too late. Yeah, you know, you're just like, late. oh, but they learned something which makes a step further in science. And they're like, oh, if we wear this garb, it protects us from us. Then those scientists read and they're like, oh, no. Yeah. If my science is correct, then our, this garb doesn't help at all. And then it goes to another. When it first starts off, they're making guesstimates about, oh, well, exactly. I think there's like 300 Rankin in the air. That's the irradiation that's accumulative in the air. But like they're sending their best equipment in there and it's maxing it out. Maxing it. And I love how the person read the paper. They're like, it says 300. He says, in my opinion, that's the max. And that's the only thing that we, yep. to put that together. Right. For him to be like, oh, that's just the maxed out part of this equation. It's more than that I'm, win- I'm willing to bet. I cannot wait. I can't really talk about everything because I have to watch the next episode. But I would recommend everyone watching this. Everyone watch it. Even if you think you know what happened. Right. It's very educational. But to see it from like that point of view really sinks it in. Not only is the movie great, or excuse me, the series great, but it's great for several reasons. And one of them is that you've got this amazing story that needs to be told. But the cast that they picked to tell this story are all on top of their game. Jared Harris, who plays Valerie Legosov, is fantastic in this. And you kind of see what happens to him in episode one, but then you have to figure out how he gets to that point, which I haven't, we haven't gotten there yet. And the other standout to me is Emily Watson, who plays uh, Yulana Komiak, I believe oh, it is. She and was, she is she, from a different, whew. yeah, she she's from so an good. institution that, like she knows her shit about radiation. Yeah. She goes over there and she starts uncovering things that she's Bruh. not supposed to be uncovering. The KGB gets involved. I'm, and, yeah. and I'm not even, like I'm at episode three and that's all we have right now. But I don't know what's going to happen with her, but I will tell you this. She's a co- complete badass. In this. Totally. She comes and over she the comes top in, and is like wrong, yeah, wrong. She comes in everybody. swinging, boy. Yeah. She's like, everything you thought was real, that's not the facts of the matter. Right. I'm like, I love this freaking show. Let's rate it, man. Oh, oh, oh. I'm about from what I have now. I'm giving it a four. A four out of five. Oh, what were those containers that they thought were empty? Shoot. Oh, oh yeah. We didn't even talk about that. There's a part where <laughs> there's a couple things real quick. There's a scene with a helicopter oh, that has to do with, with what we're talking about right now. There, you guys uh, have to watch it. I can't. <sighs> there was a leak that uh, shouldn't have been there. And there's this fire that's going on. And so what they decide to do is they're going to drop sand and boron on the reactor. But it's bad news <laughs> because you're not supposed to do that. Oh. And you can only get within 10 meters of, you can't fly right over the core. Someone makes the mistake of flying over the core. I'm going to let you like, see what happens with this. But it's I will pretty, say, there we go. I would say five, four out of five cores. Four out of five cores? Just to, just to be, uh, oh, okay, that's cool. You're going to so give it that? It's so I'll give good. it four out of five melting men. Love it. Yeah. Love so check it out, guys. That's Chernobyl on HBO. It is playing right now, and I think we have just a few more episodes of it left. It's just a miniseries. Can't wait. Steve, I know you got to get going, buddy, but I have one more thing to talk about. I'll be really quick about it, okay? Just really, really quick is because um, I've been trying to take into consideration. When people ask me to listen to something or they recommend something to me, 
I want to do that because I'm always down with new material, new movies, new music and whatnot. In this case, we are talking about music. Not a new band, but a new band to me. I've heard about this band for quite some time and I just never, I don't know why, they just weren't really on my radar. But recently, Jake from Pop Culture Leftovers, just, uh, was it yesterday, in fact, turned me on to Vampire Weekends. Yes, I know about them. Yeah, so you have about as much familiarity that I had at that point. I thought it was a cool name. I know that whenever they put out a new album, everyone goes apeshit for it. And I really wasn't sure why. This isn't really the type of music that I would normally listen to. It's not bad. I mean, I listen to everything. I shouldn't say that. But it was uh, not what I was expecting. Vampire Weekend just put out a new album. And the album's called Father of the Bride. Uh, just there was somebody, I think it was Quentin, actually, our buddy Quentin, that was asking for album recommendations on the Leftover Army page, and people were throwing their things in. I threw in one, Mr. Bungle. Jake liked that, and I guess we have similar tastes because he sent this to me in a, in a PM. And he just said, listen to this album. And he gave me like his whole opinion on it, why it's good, and why he didn't like it at first, but how it grew on him and everything. And I, just from listening, I've done two full listens of this album now. Don't know the song's names. Uh, I don't know any of the lyrics yet. And again, this is my first experience with Vampire Weekend. But this album is incredible. dude. And I think that you, you would even like this album. It's called Father of the Bride. It's just this amazing combination of musical styles. Of all people, there is a lot of Paul Simon influence in it, dude. And that's not something that I normally like just grab onto right away. But if you hear it, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm sure there's more to it. I'm not really actually prepared to talk about Vampire Weekend because this is a brand new band to me. But I thought that the album that I heard, again, Father of the Bride, was so good that I feel like I had to tell you people this. And I, and I definitely wanted to thank Jake for turning me on to it because I, I probably would never have listened to Vampire Weekend unless by accident. That said, now I'm going back and I'm going to listen to everything. I think this band has so much to offer, man, just from hearing this last album. And I don't know. Maybe there's Vampire Weekend fans out there that are like, ah, it's their worst one. Whatever. Well, if this is their worst one, then I can't wait to hear their best one. So again, Vampire Weekend, Father of the Bride. Um, I don't have really anything to rate it with yet. I just wanted to, it was a, a, an honorable mention because I wanted to thank Jake for turning me on to that. I'm always down with new music. If you guys have new music that you want us to hear, send it to us, man. I mean, you don't have to like send us the music, but recommend some stuff and we'll check it out for sure. Other than that, that's pretty much all I have to talk about this week. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's Vampire Weekend. Check them out. Your boy is out of here. The next awesome, amazing voice you're going to hear is the man, Dan. Thank you again for listening. We love you guys so much. We will see you next week. And until that wonderful time, wonderful time, I'm out. Oh, I thought you were going to throw some more lyrics on that, dude. I was starting to feel it a little bit. Wonderful time. Guys, that's it for me, too. My name is Dan Ramirez. Thank you for listening to episode 69 of Heroes of Noise. Guys, go out and listen. Watch, watch Kung Fury. Take a chance. Watch Bonding. Watch See You Yesterday, Chernobyl, Fleabag, Catch-22. It's all a bunch of good shit that we picked for you guys to check out. And I really wholeheartedly hope that you watch this. Get back to us. Send us a voicemail. What did you like? What didn't you like? I want to know these things. That's why I'm here, to help you people out. This has been a fantastic show, ladies and gentlemen. We will see you next week. We got big things in the works, and I don't even know where to start. That's how much stuff's going on. Uh, I'll talk to you next week. This is where I tell you, be good to yourselves. Be good to the people around you. We are the Heroes of Noise. Peace. (laughs) 